1: From tremenda, I don't even know the name of the show, but you're listening to Busted Wide Open.
0: You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 201.
1: My name is Nick Howell. And whether you beer me or chew me like the Miz, I'm officially declaring that henceforth Dolph Ziggler will be known as that rat bastard! That son of a bitch! I am Sir Ian Dangerous and welcome to Busted Wide Open, where we will be discussing all kinds of excellent wrestling that happened this week. We had title changes, we had surprise appearances, we had fantastic shows, and we also had Friday Night Smackdown. And we're going to talk about <laughs> all of it, Nick. Uh, but first, we have a little bit of an announcement to make. we got to do a little housekeeping and then we will get into the, the heart of the show. Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a, we got a, a bit of an announcement here Uh Unfortunately, our our normal schedule is going to be interrupted next week. We we do shows live every Saturday at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern. And on Tuesdays, we're also live uh, at uh, 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. Unfortunately, this coming Tuesday, that will not be the case. Because our man Nick, Nick, you're going down with a bum wing. Yep. You want to tell them what that's about?
0: Now I got a busted chicken wing. Uh, yeah. Basically, many years of... You know, sports as a kid just wore on to deterioration, and eventually I had a sort of a partial separation last Memorial Day, and I struggled through it the last eight or nine months and just got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore. So, got to get her fixed. The good news is we're getting her fixed. The bad news is uh, I could be down anywhere from si- in a sling, I mean, for six weeks up to potentially Oof. four months and then starting PT. So... There's going to be some exploratory stuff. We won't really know all the answers until next Tuesday, maybe next Wednesday. But that means uh, no live stream, no show on Tuesday nights per normal, as you just said. But uh, we are going to do our best to see what we can do. We're going to have yes. somewhat of a uh, old, familiar face potentially return to the show and have a nice surprise for you guys next week in my stead.
1: Yes, we are gonna have. We're gonna see the return of JB. Yay! JB will be coming back to the show uh, and joining me on Tuesday. We don't know when that show is gonna be coming up. It's gonna depend on how drugged up Nick is, because he's the guy with all the technology, and all I can do is just record. So right. we will have a show early next week. It's just it might it might be Tuesday night. It might be Wednesday night. We will get one out though, featuring the return of. The lovely JB to the show. So yeah, that's that's the deal, everybody. Uh, Nick is gonna be in a drugged haze for some period of time next week, but we hope to be back on our regular schedule next Saturday. And speaking of which, Nick, where can they find us, and how can they interact with the show?
0: Absolutely. If you want more details on what I'm getting ready to go through, I did a big live last night. Got a full, We go full in-depth. You guys can check it out over there. But it's in the Facebook discussion group. Uh, just search for Busted Wide Open on Facebook. Like our page and send us a join request to get into the discussion group with the rest of the Phenomenal Ones, which is where we all kind of hang out throughout the week, post funny memes, good news stories, reliable news
1: stories
0: (laughs) we have a harsh harsh policy against uh bs in that group so uh if your post happens to disappear you probably already know why it's not in there anymore Uh, But yes, that is the place. You'll also find links there to our Discord community, which is where we do all of our live chats alongside every single show as they're airing throughout the entire week. That's Ring of Honor, AEW, uh, WWE, Impact, everything. We've got chat channels there where you can discuss anything about the Graps throughout the week. And dedicated chat channels for every pay-per-view, such as TakeOver Portland, that's happening tomorrow evening. Uh, We will definitely be in there for that, and AEW Revolution coming up as well. As the other blood money show, we don't really talk about. I guess we're gonna have a chat about it. Fine, whatever. Uh, but yes, you can only get into those in our Discord community, so please join us. It is up and coming and a lot of fun to interact with a lot of other people while you're watching your favorite wrestling shows. You can also find us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Streaming live right here on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash Busted Wide Open every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday. At 3 p.m. Eastern. That's YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're right at that 500 milestone. We really want to get to 1,000 by the time we get to WrestleMania. I promise yeah. it will pay off in spades if you guys can get that done. Uh, make sure you jingle that little notification bell right next to it as well. Choose all so that you get alerted anytime we go live or put up new content. Uh, and last but certainly not least, we have to thank all of our patrons. Thank you guys so much for everything you do to support this show. Uh, your hard-earned money and passing the good word, uh, word of mouth and leaving reviews and all of those things make this show what it is. So thank you and shout out to all of the phenomenal ones, especially our patrons. Uh, thank you very much for that. And as I said, if you want to know more about the shoulder, we're not going to pontificate about it here. We're here to talk about the Graps. You can find all that Wrestling's. over in Facebook. And we're not going to waste any more time, because as you might have heard at the top of the show, we got some stuff to talk about over
1: on All
0: Elite Wrestling.
1: Lots of things to talk about, Nick. Lots of things to talk about. Uh, Major debut on AEW, although the ramifications of it I have have yet to to fully grasp. Uh, We had Santana. Uh, have an inter- an in ring interview with Jr. Mm. Uh, empty empty arena interview, which he absolutely killed talking about his father's blindness, his father's real life blindness, and how that was gonna that was motivating him when uh, John Moxley, in a retaliatory move, took out Santana's eye. So now they both are down an eye. They both are walking around like pirates. Uh, when he said th- he said that that motivated him to want to take all of John Moxley's flight because he had to he had to grow up seeing a man who did not have any sight, who lived in darkness. Yeah. Darkness. uh, (laughs) Darkness. And so later on, sure enough, we had that Santana and Moxley match, but this is after Jericho promised that if Moxley made it through Santana somehow, he would be facing a man that Jericho had found that was a hired gun, that was a bounty hunter, that was a guy who traveled the world just wrecking people, and that man was Jeff, (gasps) Cobb, <gasps> Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb, finest smelling man on the Indies. Uh, and sure enough, after the match with Moxley and Santana, which was a very fun match, uh, I, I was gr- it was really awesome to see Santana go out there and get to like work on his own, frankly. Uh, uh, well, I, I feel totally like this was
0: a bad timing though, because there was no way in hell he was going to beat the number one contender two weeks out oh, of Revolution, of not. right? There's
1: this is and you and and Ortiz was outside the ring playing his role sure. as well you know spitting liquor in Moxley's one good eye so at the end of the match both guys are blind Moxley has stuck his thumb in Santana's other eye and they're both stumbling around blind they bump into each other and Moxley happens to grab Santana for the death Rider or it'll actually look like his old dirty deeds but uh but anyway he wins the match and then sure enough out comes the entire inner circle they're all up in the press or up in the in the box in the crowd they all run to rush the ring beat the crap out of Moxley Niam in the in the balls gets a Judas effect, and then as he's laying there dead, out comes Jeff Cobb himself, gives him a tour of the islands, and they all the, all the inner circle poses. So
0: this was yeah, after we like, had a backstage segment with Jericho earlier, yeah, where he said he's going to have to yeah. face him, and we're like, oh crap, when that when's that going to happen next week? Okay, cool. The shock at the end of him coming out tonight that night was just like. Oh God! And yep, the music! Yep. Oh god, I love his new intro music.
1: Holy smokes. And anyone who hadn't seen him before got a got a good look at him. Oh, um, and it's, it big
0: old meatball. <laughs> he's a <laughs> ha- hairy Hawaiian his, meatball.
1: <laughs> yeah, his old his old gimmick was Mr. Athletic, and it's no joke. That dude is unreal. He'll, he'll do standing moon
0: salts. Uh that guy. Yep.
1: Just for no for no reason. Just right there. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Just because he can.
0: Because
1: he can. Um I've seen him throw around some big dudes like they're like their paper bags. Yeah. It's insane. So yeah, we love us some Jeff Cobb. I think this is awesome. But here's the question: um, What is you know the, everyone's asking? What is his involvement with AEW? Has he completely signed? And the answer from what I can find is no. He's actually on, on in AEW on a limited basis. He is still he's not under contract to Ring of Honor, but he does have a match coming up. Uh, he's teaming up with Dan Moff against um, Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal in a tag match that's coming up, I think, on WrestleMania weekend for Ring of Honor. So he's still doing matches over there. Uh, he's still working New Japan shows. Uh, so And obviously now he's working AEW. So he is kind of like a, a hired gun right now. He's not yeah. signed anything uh, with AEW beyond like beyond doing a few shows. So that actually leaves it open where he could have a competitive match with Moxley next week and lose. And it wouldn't really necessarily damage him just because he's not going to be there consistently. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think this is a cool idea. Um. Obviously, I would love to see Jeff Cobb in AEW on the regular, but I like the idea of Jericho going out and hiring like you know Boba Fett dudes mercenaries. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Lance Archer.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I stumbled there for a second. My goodness. Oh, excuse me.
1: Uh, Lance Archer, I don't think is going to be a uh, a hired gun. Lance Archer, I think is going to be a permanent fixture. But that I, I hope so. So uh, yeah, I mean, are you okay with Mox- with uh, Moxley beating him next week, or do you want to see Jeff Cobb, uh, like like just tear Mox apart?
0: I mean, they they had some meh kind of matches in the G one. Like their their two matches that they had last summer was like
1: eh, it was okay. Cobb Cobb did kind of underperform in the G one. Yeah. Um. So I'm not I really sure had, what to
0: expect. Like we want to push- him
1: versus Ishii was fantastic. It was. Uh, it was. But he but overall he did he did underwhelm people. I think. Uh, a little bit, even though he had completely f- solid matches, they were everyone was expecting him to be like lights out, and it and it wasn't sadly.
0: No, he was too busy filling um, Goto's shoes of eating all the pins. Uh, but you know, well, that uh, might <laughs> be <it. laughs> while Goto was winning, actually winning for once. Um, my concern with Jeff Cobb here is that he becomes just he, he becomes just that other mid Carter beast that goes out there and put ends up putting other guys over, um, and I, I don't want that for Cobb. I want him to have a legit. Some legit time, but I, I, he's pulling a bit of a Marty Skrull here in the sense that he's, he just wants to work everywhere. And I can't be mad at that. You got to respect the hustle of flying all over the place all the time, constantly being in different promotions, different feuds, different stories, and just performing at the level that he does every time. So I can't wait, yeah. I can't wait to see the match. I think it's gonna be an extra rub for Mox being able to put down a big guy. Obviously he's going to win the match, but that's all fine. Let's put that aside on, on his might way be a to Schma's finish. There sure, sure. Finish. On his way to Jericho, but, right? We've got to get sure. him to Jericho to have that match. I like the putting the obstacles in front of him, all of that stuff. And Cobb is, is no he's n- not not an obstacle for sure. So mm, it should be yeah. a good
1: match. Yeah, every time I see his his uh, his social media stuff, he's always like in an airport or on a plane. The dude goes around a lot. Yeah. Um, But real quick before we move on, I want to talk about the match itself, the eye for an eye match. Uh, And Moxley has had a bit of trouble wrestling in the eye patch. Like his match against Suzuki, the whole thing came off, and he just forgot to sell it until the very end of the match. He went, oh, oh, yeah, uh, uh, ow, my eye, ow, ow. Um, And this match was a little awkward with the eye patches. Did, Did that bother you, or was it like a fun new, not stipulation, but kind of twist? Like, did it work for you, or was it just a little bit silly?
0: I didn't care. I mean, listen, it was silly to the point that I I chuckled a few times. When when like when mm-hmm. Santana was trying to, like, poke his eye out with the corner of the ring steps, and he was like, <laughs> Ah! It was like, it's going to end my life if you actually pull this off. And, you know, just the good camera angles on that, too. So that, those were fun moments, but it was a match. And it was, it was a Healy kind of match with Ortiz in there half the time, Threatening to hit him with his loaded sock and you know all that stuff. So I, it was fine. It was serviceable. I I was more interested in that promo that Santana cut with Jr. Where it was like, is this is a very facey promo? Like he's supposed to be a dirty shitbag in the inner circle, but why is he cutting this super facey promo with Jr. That, and
1: then also his promo, his fire promo from last week. Like the dude does have he's got a singles running him or he's got like a face running him or something like. Yeah, that was something else.
0: I think we get beyond this. Uh, do, I mean, let's play this out. If if Jericho does drop the title to Moxley, do we see a splintering of the inner circle to an extent where we do have the possibility of something like an LAX tag run or a splitting of, LA, of LAX?
1: Sure. Down the road, anything can happen. Anything's yeah. possible, man. I mean, they, they know possible. they
0: got this stuff booked out, like you said last week or on uh, month- yeah. Tuesday. So I, I'm curious. To, I'll be curious to see what happens if they do actually move the title off of Jericho. I'm not convinced they're going to yet. Um, Sure, but at some point. At some
1: point. There's a lot of possibilities, for sure. Uh, The other major news out of this show is that we had a women's title match, one of the first times Riho has actually defended her title, certainly on TV, against the woman she beat to gain it in the first place, Nyla Rose. And I'll be damned, Nick. I was really entertained by this match. I genuinely didn't know who was going to win. And when Nyla Rose pinned Reho, I was shocked. Yeah, Nyla Rose is your new women's champion it's over what, in AEW. That's
0: what they should have done in the first place, so they were
1: just kind of well, hitting
0: the reset button here, guys.
1: You know what? I I, I don't <laughs> think they should have had Nyla Rose be the first champ. I think that would have been even more controversial than having her win it at all, and it was controversial. There definitely been a lot of mm, distasteful things said on the internet about Nyla winning I think if she'd been the first champ, it really would have been rough. Um, I, I I thought when they started this all up, she should be champ at some point, point. and I'm not mad with her being the second champ, but the first champ would have really like stirred up a shitstorm, I think, for them, and a lot they'd have had to they'd have had to defend it a lot, and I think having Riho win at first was a good call. At least given the landscape that they had at the time of women's wrestlers. I think they, there's a couple others they could have maybe put it on. But in hindsight, I think Riho was a pretty good call. She really I mean, say, you know, say what you will about Riho, when she wrestles live, she gets that crowd on her side like that. Like they're always consistently fired up and rooting for her. Even in this match, like with people kind of souring on her a little bit and being like, oh, she's never on TV, she never defends, not a great champ. They were still rooting for her in this match. So, you know, I, I think that overall, um, the, the way that they did things was, it was fine. I mean, like of all the problems they have in the women's division, that wasn't one I would pick out was the order in which they had champs. And, and the fact that Reho was the first champ, um,
0: I, I got to break in, you, in here on you for a second and we uh, could, yeah, no, we no, could no. talk about Nyla Rose and, and Reho forever. Will James. In, in honor of Gronk, just dropped $69 in the tip jar. What? 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 Will James in the house. What in the world, my what friend?
1: The, my goodness, dude, dude. Thank you
0: very much. Much love, brother. Thank you very much for that. Uh, he said, <laughs> Nyla gives someone for faces to chase. Still a little green, but a solid monster. Yeah, I agree. And looking back on it, that's my hang up. I'm listen, this is not the we're not wow. here to address transphobia. We know that kind of stuff exists. Dustin Rhodes was very vocal about it this week with one of his children being trans. So yes. listen, oh, man. that is this okay. is not the t- this is not the show to talk about that kind of civil rights stuff. What I well, do want to address is a professional wrestler I- being to- put in the right place at the right time. I think it was but- incorrect to have the tiniest little thing that Win the thing and never be there to defend it. That that well,
1: that's my I'll agree hang up with Riho. The, the second part, Riho definitely should have defended more. But um, as far as visually, it is hard to have her go out there and look realistic defending it. So, you know, like they, they did back themselves into a corner with putting a lot of their money on Kylie Ray. Uh, you know, yep. and, and that just really threw them for a loop. And I think they had to have Riho have it for a reasonable amount of time, defend it once or twice, so she was a legit champ. Uh, and then having it go on Nyla. And you say, like, you don't want to discuss trans stuff. And I, I don't want to get into the debate of trans. But I do want to talk about the fact that there is a lot of vitriol out there, especially towards Nyla Rose winning this. And and there was on both sides. Like, there was a um, Jr. when Nyla won and she starts rolling out of the ring. Jr. goes, Nyla Rose is now the king of the mountain uh, in the women's division. And a lot of people jumped on that and were like, "JR, Jesus, dude, come on. Um, Nyla actually came to JR's defense and said, it's an expression. Come on, give me a break, you know, and then posted a, a comic of a, of, a, of a little girl saying, I want to be the king. The mom saying, you can't be the king. You're a princess. And the little girl says, I want to be king, princess. Um, you know, I mean, and that pretty much sums it up. Uh, so she she let uh, JR off the hook, but she's been getting a lot of hate, and not just from, you know, a-hole fans uh, I, I'm going to destroy anyone's love for Val Venus right now but the Vig Balboski, if you didn't know is a psycho you can go on his on his uh, Facebook and Twitter and the dude is just like about as, as wing nut right wing as you get um, he, he wrote WTF is happening in pro wrestling these days insane I feel for all the real females who are denied their opportunity to shine because a male has been given the woman's title fairness is the issue social conditioning is the goal to all the real women who work so hard to get you to get where you all are, my heart goes out to you. You will have to wait for the writers to stop their BS before you can continue to thrive. So dumb decision. Social justice warriors pretending to be writers. What's next for AEW pedophiles? Lib turds like to call them minor attracted. Tag teaming for the tag titles with John Podesta as their manager. Oh, um. I got a screaming at from the office for punching Trish Stratus in the face in Hawaii. How far wrestling has come when Nyla Rose can punch, kick, and destroy women and occupy a spot meant for women? Guess I should have claimed, quote, identity as a woman before punching Trish in the face. <laughs> Shaking my damn head. Oh, Val. Oh, Val. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind of backlash that Nyla's getting right now. And, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where I, I'm now even more glad that she's the champ so this kind of stuff can come out in the open and it can be dealt with. Yeah, uh, and and you can just pretty much, yeah, pretty much suck it, haters. Like if, if you have a problem with this, don't watch AEW. Exactly, kind of thing. Like where they're they're taking they're taking a stand on it. Um, so I don't know, yeah. just
0: enjoy the spectacle of it of the sport. I, I, why does why does everything have to be a thing? That, that that's clear, what I get hung up on.
1: To be clear, Val she uh, she punched, kicked, and destroyed, and also had a really awesome. Top turnbuckle knee drop while Riho was draped over the ropes that looked awesome. Yeah. Um Though just I the way she flipped off match.
0: the ropes after that was just Ugh. like, oh god, she's <laughs> dead! <laughs> By god, she killed her! <laughs> she killed her! Oh god! Kitty's um, yeah, in the back no, crying. Oh Oh god. Yeah.
1: Let yeah. Let's be clear. Like I'm I'm fine with Nyla Rose being the women's champ. Yeah, me too. Period. It's wrestling. Hard stop. It's wrestling. All right. And <laughs> calm and down. <laughs> Nyla Rose is is is. I think going to be a great champ. She's going to cause she's, she's a monster and she's yep. going to be built, build as a monster. Um, be a great one for Chris Statlander to go up against. I actually had a, so I had an old, uh, this was all going on in my bars. It does every Wednesday. We got AW on and I had an older gentleman who obviously didn't watch a whole lot of wrestling. Yep. Uh, they in the front and, um, you know, it, it came out at some point during the match that, that Nyla was trans. And so we had a lot of people who were very invested in the match all of a sudden. Um, and they're like, "Oh, what's going to happen?" And this guy was sitting there going, "Wait a minute, That's a, she used to be a man." I'm like, "Yes, yes, sir." She's like, "What? Isn't that? Isn't that illegal? Isn't that? You can't really do that." I'm like, "Well, no." You, you know, explain everything to him. And uh, and at the end, I was like, you know, it's one thing in MMA where like you could actually hurt somebody. It's another thing. It's this wrestling. It's a wrestling. All right. Like they're out there having a theatrical experience for everybody yeah. and it's and frankly they're doing a very good job at it so
0: that whole part i said about any, we're not going to talk about civil rights and trans just forget that that's oh well we yeah well, here yeah. we are sorry yeah. we did.
1: You, did you didn't i did so my fault my fault anyway uh, okay the last question then we'll get out of here uh, um the do you think that given their uh so far what six months now of being uh on air that this is going to be something where they do a good job of treating this just straightforward as a women's title and a, and, a, and a women's champion, and not get into the kind of tokenism we see in WWE?
0: I mean, she's she's the beast. She, literally, that's her nickname. So she's now the dragon to slay in the women's division. What's the thing we've complained about for the most, well, most of us have complained about, is that we don't really find a way to get behind these tiny little Joshi wrestlers. And now we actually have some beef in the ring. Some beast. You know, now there's a dragon to slay. Now there's someone for Shauna and uh, Chris Statlander. Who knows what's going on with, um, um, what's her name? I can't remember. The dentist. Oh, it's Britt Baker. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I've forgotten about her already. Um, oh, man. Yeah, so we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. But, uh, like, who there's believable champion the funny thing is is that little women's title the belt itself looks oh, so big with Riho. it looks so tiny in it looks normal with Riho, but reho's
1: like the size of a child <laughs> right. and the belt is for a child yeah they got to do something with that belt let's
0: it's, let's legitimize that if you're going to have that giant 20 pound of gold AEW championship you're right, around huge. little jericho you got to ha- let's legitimize I'm the le- title a sense
1: a little, little bit you know little. Little Jericho, you yeah. could bench press you. Whatever, uh, not with that yeah, no, caved chest, he couldn't. Agree. They they did only have some things to to work on there, yeah. but uh, but yeah, big big movements over in AEW in the women's division. I think that could actually be really good for the women's division as a whole. Me too. So I'm, I I thought that was the right decision. Yep. Um, but what's getting weird now is the tag division. Uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega are still very over. They defended their championship against SCU. And they won clean, great match, uh, very exciting to open up the show.
0: Well, was not
1: clean?
0: I saw it some healy clean. shit
1: coming out of SCU. Boy, they had to be heel. Hangman, their Hangman's the face right now. they you know, and they they did a good job explaining it too. Where JR said, "Oh, they're they're, you know, kind of doing everything that they can to win their titles back." It was it was just working heel for the match. It wasn't like they were doing a big old heel turn. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Let's be clear. Um. But the end of this was interesting where at the, uh, you had Dark Order come out to get an SCU's face. And then pretty much every tag team on the roster. Best Friends and uh, Hybrid 2 and, and uh, who else? Uh, Young Bucks, of course, eventually. Butcher and Blade. They all came out to the ring. We had a big old tag team scrum because next week we're having a Battle Royale. Oh, am sorry. Uh, next week? Next week we're having a Battle Royale? Uh, yeah. Next week we're having the Battle yeah. Royale, Tag Team Battle Royale, to determine who's going to be facing... Uh, Omega, or whoever has the championships at Revolution. And this felt very WWE to me. This felt very much like, we're going to have this match. Everybody, look what you have to expect in this match next week. Haha, here's all the tag teams. Did, did it work for you, though? Like, was it fun for you, or did, did it seem cheap?
0: Remember two weeks ago when they opened the show hot with that four-way tag team match, and everybody was just, no interest in another, or nothing, just bang, straight into it. Yeah, that was, was a just, match. Oh my god, it was a spectacle. But yeah, determining right. a number one contender, you get, you, you know, just, you, you know how much I like or I, I despise four ways and five ways and things like that for championships. But I think it's brilliant to do it for number one contenderships. Let's see who can come out on top. Speaking of King of the Mountain, let's play a little <laughs> game of King of the Hill. Who can come out on top, and then you get a chance at the champions at pay per view. Right, booking one on one. Right. That, I like this kind of stuff. I do get behind this kind of stuff. And the, because the tag team division in AEW is so stacked, it makes it that much more compelling to me. So, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of this. The thing that's surprising me is that the crowd's getting behind Hangman Page in a big way.
1: Big big time. Like, I, Dude, I didn't got, see that coming. Over. You, no, you didn't? I thought this all was a great great way to get him over after the kind of lukewarm reception he was getting after that mega push last summer.
0: Well, I I still felt it was a little bit lukewarm and people just really weren't sure what to do and we full on made the switch now where people are tired of him getting bullied for having a beer after his match. Yeah. And kind you of crazy. people chanting and their signs and hangman have a beer with me and just
1: He's more over than Omega right oh now. Oh my god. By by a good stretch. If I had like, told
0: you that 3 years ago <laughs> that Adam Page would be the one to be more over he's, than Kenny Omega. He's going coming off of Omega, Omega Okada
1: on a drunk gimmick. Right, he's going <laughs> because he's, he's a right.
0: <laughs> You would have driven to North Carolina what? and slapped
1: me. You're out of your mind. This is Nick fucking 101. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. It's it's madness. Um next week we've got Omega and Paige versus the Lucha Brothers, which I, I'm also baffled by. Why aren't the Lucha Brothers in the tag team? Okay, I think I know why. They're not having the Lucha Brothers in the tag team battle royale because it would be hard to have them in there and not win. And right. I don't. But then why have them go and lose to them next week? Uh, I don't know. I, I That's one of my big beasts with AEW is their booking of the Lucha Brothers right now. I'm
0: holding out hopes that once we get past this Exalted One Dark Order build stuff that is kind mm. of encircling things right now that we, we see something happen with the Lucha Brothers. I'm still not convinced. Oh no. I'm still not convinced that oh, the Pentagon no. might not might be the He's exalted one. Not.
1: He might be on the list of potentials if I think they're they're they they, they probably have their list of guys they want to be the exalted one, like you know, one, two, three, and they're not they're like waiting to see if their number one picks are going to work out or not. And if they work out great. If they don't, all right, we've got some other options kind of thing. Pentagon's probably pretty far down that list, but he might be on sure. it. Sure. He might be on
0: I, it. Listen, I, after this, we, we've, after this week, we've been all been talking about Matt Hardy. If we're going to sit here and talk about Matt Hardy, let's talk about guys that are actually in the company and have been around right. this for some time. I think Pentagon's a higher-than-likely chance.
1: I you know? think that it's – this is the thing, is I think there's not going to be somebody who's in the company. I mean, unless they're going to, like – do a massive swerve that makes no sense and it's going to be like Kenny Omega or something like ridiculous, you know, like I, 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 meh. I don't see it or like Sean Spears or something like that. My, you know? Michael, Michael in kid. the
0: chat asked why Pentagon though doesn't strike me as a logical choice. Since when have I ever used logic? Michael,
1: that's, that's very true. <laughs> hashtag WW logic is right down there with hashtag Nick logic. So be careful. By the yeah. way, a, a quick shout-out to Patrick, $10 oh! in the tip jar.
0: Dude. He says, meant to wish you guys a happy 200 thank episodes. You. Better late than never. Thank you very much, Patrick hey, Kennedy. Man, dude, 10 bucks in the tip jar. Thank you very much, man. Thank you, yeah, sir. Yeah, brother. Woo. You guys are Dang. hot today. Holy smokes.
1: Um, <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. And Michael Hill actually says Matt Hardy, or Chris Daniels, uh, Chris Daniels is a possibility, but it yeah. feels to me like he's a red herring. Like it feels too obvious. Like oh, I'm going to guys, don't worry. I, uh, I'm going to go look for the, their dark order. And I'm gonna going to make sure on. they
0: don't interfere with the match. I got this. Right. You know, and I'm go, in it my head, I'm going, feels there, like they're, here's the fallen they're angel we've, the
1: we've wanted the whole time. But it feels to me also like they're setting that up so that if everything else falls through, it could be Chris Daniels. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like a double swerve. So yeah, but we, we will see. I think a lot depends on what happens with Matt Hardy. If WWE just gives him too damn much money, listen, because he hasn't he hasn't signed a contract with WWE yet, right? So he's still we don't know what his deal is. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so look, we, could- we saw Chris Daniels run after Dark Order. We saw some Healy shit and tactics out of uh, Frank Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. We also saw some miscommunications where they were running into each other and dot, and and. Yeah. Along th- Something's happening with SCU. Yeah, and there's like, hey, look at the bright, shiny thing, dark order over here.
1: But SCU, I'm not SCU. reading that much into it. I think it's the other I way am. around. I think, I, I, th- I think they're making you go bright, shiny. Look. Oh, look, look look what's going on with SCU. Something's going on. And you're like, really? Whoa. Okay. Coming from somewhere else. Right. Yeah. I totally disagree. Uh, Sammy Guevara had a match with uh, hometown boy Dustin Rhodes, who got just a massive ovation there in Austin, Texas. Uh, nice full room, too, man. That was, a, that was a fun crowd. And this match was fun. Dustin puts down Sammy Guevara, though. Uh, and afterwards, Dustin and Jake Hager get into it. Uh, he called Jake Hager Jericho's bitch. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And Jake Hager gave him the big old dead eye, no blink stare for a while and then, and then walked away. This was so uh, good. Dustin challenged him. <laughs> Dustin, what's that? This
0: was so good. Uh, this was, was like one tough. of my favorite Mike moments of may- of like the last few months, if not the last year, where he just goes, hey. MMA boy, <laughs> you ever going to get in the I, ring or just going to be sitting around being Jericho's bitch? And I was just like, oh, shit! Uh, <laughs> uh, here's, the, here's my hang-up with this. Um, you knew later in the night you were going to have Moxley go over Santana, and you knew that Santana was going to have uh, that promo with JR. Why would you not give um, Dustin the rub here? They, or I'm sorry, would give Sammy the rub. I'm sorry. I said it backwards. Why would you not give Sammy the rub here and then have Hager come out and taunt Dustin and then that Dustin give that same speech? Nah, it feels like that would, made, that would have made more sense.
1: Get the, make him look strong. Get the crowd behind him. Hager's going to win at Revolution. I mean, they're going to keep Hager looking strong. Sure. So they have, this, is, this is Dustin's moment to shine here. That made all the sense in the world to me. Sammy, Sammy's a guy who can lose every single match and it'll be fine because we know that he is talented and he's young. You know what I mean? So I, I thought everything was perfect here. If I had told um, you
0: three years ago that one of the hottest matches going into a pay-per-view was going to be Jack Swagger versus Gold Dust, <laughs> you'd have probably driven I to might, North I Carolina might, and I slapped me.
1: Believe, I might have believed you. I might have believed you. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. Uh, uh, we also had MJF. He had a match with Jungle Boy, which was, I, all right, two of the youngest guys in the company, oh, 22 so. and 23. And uh, my God, these guys, 22 and 23, the future is bright. This match was fun, man. These guys these guys can work. Over
0: delivered like, AF, this this whole, yeah. this whole thing. And then we got Wardlow interference, or not interference, but beat down at the end, gave him an F5. Sure. And it made me go,
1: Wardlow versus Brock Lesnar? Well, oh, I'd like to see that. No, oh, Jesus, Wardlow would get eaten alive. Yeah. All right. Uh, but at the same time, like, I was, uh, did they actually, first of all, we don't see MJF actually working a full match very often. So that was nice. Go ahead and have him go out there and see what he can really do both these guys really connect with the audience in their matches. Yeah. And that was really fun to see, was these two guys just work the crowd back and forth. So, yeah. and it, it also helped that the crowd was really hot and really into it. Um, when do you think it's... Re- I mean, Jungle Boy is just such a fantastic baby face. He's a great worker. He's only getting better. Um, MJF is already in a major feud. We already know he's kind of like one of the top heels in the company. When will it be Jungle Boy's time to really kind of step up? Because... You know, they're even saying on commentary during this, like these are two future main eventers. Yeah. um, I feel like MJF is closer to that, like he's on the cusp of it right now. <laughs> uh, but how long until Jungle Boy is truly like a main eventer? We
0: we've, we've got to get. I, we're I'd say through six months. Uh, I'd say within the, we've we're we're six months into this whole thing. And we've, I feel like we've gotten to the pinnacle of what they probably booked. Like, we're going to build Moxley up. He's going to go off to the G1. He's going to come back hot. We're going to have him surprise appear after leaving WWE at double or nothing. All that stuff build up. Okay. And we're going to ultimately lead up to the end game of Jericho versus Moxley because they might be two of the hottest wrestlers in the world, worldwide across promotions right now. And that's going to be our end game. and we're going to book up to that. So I feel like beyond that, we're going to see the rise of MJF. We're going to see the rise of Jungle Boy. You know, We're going to see some of these younger cats start coming in and, and really amping things up. But we, right now, yeah. it's all about Jericho Moxley. We just saw the title change hands in the women's division. We're seeing some kind of maelstrom of chaos happening in the tag team division. Listen, a couple of weeks ago, I said for the first time, I had a eh, reaction to an <laughs> AEW episode. This week's might have been the best one yet.
1: It was really good. This was, it was very good. This top was to bottom. almost
0: flawless. This was yeah. absolutely fantastic Man. episode this week.
1: Yeah. So we even had a great. Uh, uh, first of all, Brandy was actually she salvaged herself on commentary during this match. We also had Britt Baker come out and give a, an awesome heel promo. She's getting better every week. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now. Like we were both very down on her about a month ago
0: on the cruise. Yeah. She's
1: turning it back around. Um, this was a great heel promo. Just had that crowd whipped up. Knew how to throw all of the cheap heat out there. Uh, and got it, you know. Called them called them chubby Whataburger faces, and then threw the horns down to a Texas audience. Which, oh dang, girl, you're, barely, you're gonna be lucky to get out of Texas alive. If you do that, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, that crowd was hot. So, and of course, she made fun of Tony Schiavone, which you know, how dare you, yeah. barista? So, barista Schiavone. Uh, I I gotta say, man, like she's she's coming around. She's turning into a pretty good. Just uh, I'll I'll call it an MJF style heel, like just shit-eating bastard heel. Um, I, I think that's going to serve her very well, given the women's division's a little bit sparse of characters right now. Right. So, in that sense, I think they're doing a good you, job. You
0: just strapped your big beast heel with the title, though, so that gives me pause on, like, what the plan is for her. Uh, mm. So that that's where, like, you've got Stantland, Statlander, you've got Shauna, you've got well, uh Hikaru Shida, you've got a lot of faces but,
1: but hold on a second it's kind of like let's let's you know let's say i just i just said she's an mjf like heel mjf isn't the top heel you got bastard jericho with the with the uh, uh with a strap on right now but yet mjf still having a big feud sure so that's a fair a point do with, fair point still a lot you can do with brit baker as a secondary major heel yep. so um also let's see speaking of bastards pack Cut another promo on Kenny Omega saying that he knows that he is the reason why Kenny Omega is on the downswing, and he can't wait to beat him at the rubber match, uh, Iron Man match in two weeks. Is Was
0: there it- a YouTube I- channel where I could just watch Pack cut black <laughs> and white promos Newcastle for like two hours? <laughs> I these are amazing. Like these are some of the these I and it's it's a fifty fifty on the Darby Allen stuff as well, but I enjoy those. But these Pack ones that he's doing. Holy, I could just watch these just and just eat my popcorn and just enjoy Darby it. Darby
1: also, yeah, and Darby did have that little video package this week where he, he had the cue cards. Like, Sammy Guevara, like, challenged him with the cue card, and it's just him, like, throwing cue cards on his skateboard, basically saying, oh, you want to, you know, skateboard me in the throat? You know, I'm going to get you all, but first, hey, Sammy, what are you doing at Revolution? Um, meanwhile, like, coughing and hacking into his phone mic the entire time and driving me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> now he's selling now the he- throat, you know? I don't care. Stop it, Darby. <laughs> Dang. Once or twice is enough.
0: You're not into ASMR God. then, I guess, right? Oh, Jesus. You don't want to sit and listen to
1: people eat pickles? And- oh, no. 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 Yeah. No. It- <laughs> I, I could never be a Foley guy. Like one of those guys like just sit there and like makes, yeah. cr- like. <laughs> okay, stop it. That's enough. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh I got you. <laughs> Uh so yeah, a couple of great video video package promos. We're going to get some good matches. I just don't understand why Omega Pack isn't unrevolutionary. I know Omega's got the tag team championship, but what's Pack going to do? I don't know. Yeah, Crazy. Like- uh but good like you said a good week. A good week of AEW. Uh but they've got a couple of weeks till a pay-per-view. There's another promotion that has a pay-per-view this Sunday and that promotion is NXT. <laughs> Well, this
0: week's episode of NXT uh, had a couple of bright spots on it, but it felt like I still felt like there was Fail more order. to do to get to Portland coming out of it. Like I felt like there was some things left undone that I still wanted to like make me invest in some of these. So let's let's run down the card and talk about the build to each of these, and like we'll give our picks and, and stuff well,
1: like that. Well, it's interesting because it started off with an angle where they don't even have a match. Like, it was a lot, of, like most of the show right. was setting up take TakeOver. Sure. Right? Most of the show was just like, you know, someone who's got a match a TakeOver having a match against someone who doesn't, and it didn't really mean a lot. But it started off with an angle where they don't have a match at TakeOver. That's Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream. Roderick Strong was very pissed off that the Velveteen Dream put the faces of his wife and child You mean Velveteen Rick Velveteen Rude? Dream. You're Velveteen Reave, straight up, straight <laughs> up, Rick Rude, um, including having like the the heart in his butt that said "Call me up, Marina." Yeah. Uh, hey. Uh, so yeah, Roderick would not not happy. not happy about that. He's not happy about that at all. Uh, and which you know, honestly, uh, uh, yeah, I understand, Roderick. That's why Rick Rude used to be a heel. That's some heel stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, unfortunately. <laughs> I think Roderick forgot that last week the undisputed era terrorized the backstage area, including he gave a big old knee to Bronson Reed. and Bronson Reed didn't like that, and the big man came out to the ring to challenge Roderick strong. Uh, and they had a little they had a nice little match. very nice. got Bronson Reed got some shine. it was good stuff. Uh, but at the end of it, Velveteen dream tried to try to turn off the lights and still didn't distract Roderick enough. So Roderick wins the match and then Dream pops up on the screen, shows off his pants again. And uh, basically he's like, that's right, Roddy, don't worry. If, if I take you out the way you took me out, uh, there's going to be someone who will take care of your wife. <laughs> you know, <laughs> me. Uh, so, yeah, Roderick pissed off, runs to the back. He, he and Dream are, uh, are mm, looking like they're going to be heading for hey, – it's funny because Dream uh, – Roderick was the North American champion. Now it's not even about North American championships. So that's – is this – what are they going to do, Nick? I'm sorry. I I'm I'm getting all blah, 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 garbled here cuz I'm I'm like what are they going to do with this feud? Does a championship belt have to come back into it? Like where are they going with this? It's just a grudge feud, but Dream is acting like a heel but he's the face?
0: Yeah, isn't this what it's we a little ask, convoluted. Isn't this what we ask for all the time that we can't we we want a legitimate feud that doesn't involve a title? Like why does there always have to yeah, be a title circling enough. around something like this is a legit one where those two did battle last year? For the North American Championship, in fact, part of completing the Undisputed Era prophecy was Roderick Strong beating Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. Sure, I yeah. So I, guess
1: I just I, I, is, it's weird I that Velveteen like, damn, is Velveteen
0: Rick Rude showed up and he's the one being the heel to the heel Roderick Strong in Undisputed Era, and right. that's a little weird. Sure, but that doesn't oh, take yeah. anything away from my desire to see these two just have a blood feud, like go at sure. it. Tear each other yeah. apart as far as I'm concerned. Do, do
1: you think that Marina should actually get involved? Like, I and mean, we should see which side she picks. Like, I mean, do you unless think that's we want all that
0: main roster shenaniganry that, <laughs>
1: you know, <Good> Wendy, <laughs> yeah, you <know>, that all <laughs> or, that stuff to come back, right? Or worse, we have like the Marina Velveteen Dream wedding segment, which, uh, you know, oh. God help us all. Um, I will say this Dream's Twitter game is on another level. If you go on Twitter right now, he's only following one person. Roderick Strong. Marina Shear. Oh, Marina. Marina
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So I don't know if anything here is going to figure into Sunday, but uh, they did it. They just spent a whole segment on it, so I don't know. They also spent a whole segment on uh, Angel Garza having his rematch versus Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight number one contendership. I kind of rolled my eyes
0: before I kind of rolled my eyes like, oh, great. Last week, when Leo won and got the the opportunity to go back against Angel Garza, and I'm sitting there going, Garza's been doing all this work on Raw in the in Andrade's yeah. absence. He's even got Zelina Vega. Like, why is he where he's getting that rub? And then I kind of put it all together, and I said, Oh, I get it. He's coming back down with all of that. Fire from mm-hmm. being on the main roster and ha- and kind of rubbing it off onto Leo, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Oh exactly. my
0: God, this match! Any other any
1: <laughs> God, these two guys? Are any great takeover? Great this could together. be the main event.
0: It was yeah. this match was lights freaking out. I, I this was my this was my match of the week, hands down.
1: Wow, yeah, I loved Dang. this, and I didn't know. I, just, I like, love this. Two, yeah, I love these two guys together. Uh, they're just they're they're amazing.
0: It was fantastic. It's the one match this week I'll rewound and watch it again. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> I do that it. a lot, but I was I like, it. oh, my God. So much stuff happened in this match, uh, just from technical wrestling standpoint. Go back and watch it again and just watch it with a keen eye on the moves they're doing, the counter work that they're doing. Leo countered the, the wing clipper into a roll-up. Like, what? Holy smokes.
1: Yeah. So that, that
0: stuff, fantastic. I, I loved this match. I can't rave about mm. it enough.
1: Um, yeah, but the, I guess the, my question now is, okay, Leo went through all this. He's going to be the first major guy to go against Jordan Devlin. Is that a bad look? I mean, uh, you, you don't take it off Devlin this quickly. Put it back on Leo.
0: I don't think uh, – I don't know. So I don't, what is, I, what is, I, is their that plan for – Was that just a little bit of an NXT UK Leo? rub temporarily until they can get it back on TV?
1: That's kind of what I'm wondering. Is,
0: is De- I, That's what I think. I, I think Leo could win really? it back here. Yeah.
1: That seems really short to put it on Jordan. That that little, and then he's losing it in his first major defense. Like,
0: oh, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, yeah.
1: That seems like that seems like bouncing that belt around a lot to me. So I I think I think this spells disaster for Leo at sacrifice. I'm just saying. At <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> sac, he's got a 33 and a third chance at sacrifice.
1: I, I, th- I think he's just got a third chance. <laughs> so uh, we also, as we said, the rest of the show was pretty much mostly sacrifices is impact for the, right uh yeah uh yes okay yeah yeah <laughs> it was tna actually to be clear Yeah. uh so we had lots of takeover setup the rest of the show was pretty much all takeover setup and frankly most of it to me seemed it's mm, kind of fatuous it, you had uh johnny gargano he had a little beef with cameron grimes they got into it backstage and so they ended up having actually a really well-worked match like these two guys had some good chemistry um and that was pretty much it. Like this, there wasn't really re- anything about Gargano's match at Takeover against Finn Balor except kind of showing that Finn's that the that Gargano's a really good worker. Um there was nothing there like Finn didn't come out and get in his face. He didn't screw with the match. It was just Johnny Gargano and Cameron Grimes had a match. They had a good match. Johnny won. And then it's like, "Yeah, I'm going to get Finn at Takeover." Okay, cool. You had Dakota Kai have a match with Candice LeRae. She beats Candice LeRae. Tegan Knox comes out as she's beating down Candice LeRae afterwards, and Tegan Knox chases her off. And hey, they have a match at Takeover. Uh, okay. Fantastic.
0: Hopefully, um, it's the payoff from what we saw four months ago uh, at Survivor at War Games. So, yeah. I, please, yes. I, why have we not had that sort of like big time blow off match yet with those two? Uh,
1: yeah, well, I feel I have a feeling they're going to really let them really let them go. Please, that's it. So, <laughs> they, at least to their credit, they did. The the finish to all of these segments was a little different. You know, you had Gargano just win clean and basically say Finn, I'm coming for you. You had Dakota Kai get chased off by Tegan Knox. You had uh, Santana Garrett came out and just got murderized by Bianca Belair. Just you know, two flips and a K.O.D. and you're done. Just just killed her. I don't what that. By the way, what is up with Santana Garrett's ring gear? What with the floofy little white thing?
0: What is rainbow I bright or whatever they're doing? You know, I
1: don't know what I don't know what she's doing, I don't know what they're doing with her. This was this was you know <laughs> enhancement talent 101 stuff, maybe. Here, and I maybe I, I believe she's better than that.
0: I she's um, absolutely better than this. Yeah. I just think there's too much going on in the women's division right now for anyone else to step up and have any kind of shine right now. So, you want to be on TV? She's got to go get more.
1: She's losing to Zia Lee on, on house shows. So <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know what they're doing with Santana. But um, but then Rhea Ripley came out to get in Bianca's face, and Bianca ended up putting her down with a KOD stands tall to go to take over. Um, so that was a little bit of a different thing. You also had a, a awesome few segments scattered throughout the show of the weights trying to get to Portland. Well, we can't take our five-foot-tall trophy from the Dusty Classic, on a plane, on a regular plane. So how are we going to get to Portland? Well, let's get a car. And so they get get a car. You've got Matt Riddle driving until he gets, I'm tired, Pete. Why don't you drive? And Pete Dunn drives, and all of a sudden, they realize he's driving on the wrong side of the road because he's British. And then (laughs) they get pulled over by the cops, and they realize neither of them have a license, so their car gets towed. And next, we see them on a, uh, a paddle boat, a, a big swan paddle boat in a lake. Per- like, apparently, that's where Matt Riddle goes to think, bro. Um, and he comes up with a great idea, and they sneak onto a private jet in the boot of a private jet. Of course, when Matt Riddle says boot, Pete Dunne says, don't ever say that word again. Just stop saying that. In, in fact, just stop. Yeah, just don't ever try to do a British act. Just don't say anything British. Just actually stop talking. Yeah. Um, Hey, whose plane is this anyway? And, and Matt Riddle goes, don't worry, bro. I know a guy. We see Triple H coming out to the plane. And they both hide in the trunk of the plane with their the giant boot. trophy. And, that's, and that's, a, that's how they get to Portland. Um, so I said a couple of weeks ago that I loved the, the kind of like straight man, wacky man, comedy pairing of these two. Is that evolving in a way? Because I remember you were still kind of grumbling about it because you're like, ah, two singles guys. This is bullshit. Are, is it, are you coming around on them? Like, is this, was this fun for you
0: in a fashion police sort of way? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, okay. th- the, the, the comedy segments like this, I mean, look at what you can do when you just let two guys take a couple of cameras out and film themselves. Like these were probably shot with iPhones. You know, I doubt they had full on camera crew. I mean, maybe they did in the cars or, or in getting into the plane and stuff, but I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine. Th- this might've just been fun and a fun idea that they had that they came up with about how they're going to get that themselves in the trophy to Portland. I'm still going to be bent out of shape that, much like last year with Ricochet and Alistair Black, who are tried-and-true singles superstars, uh, Matt Riddle and uh, uh, Pete Dunn are tried-and-true singles superstars. The fact that they, they won, again this year, a tag-team tournament will never stop bothering me. But, <laughs> but oh, God. in a very Breezango and Tyler Breeze fashion police kind of way, Absolutely. This is hilarious. This is look what happens when you let people come up with their own stuff and don't hand them some bullshit script. You get magic. This was fantastic. This whole and just interspliced all throughout the show in three or four segments. Wow. Fantastic. Mm, yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. Love it.
1: Funny, funny stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I loved seeing how they, they played off each other. So uh, for now, it's fun. I don't know if it's damaging either of them in the long term. I don't think it is. I think at some point, you know, if Pete Dunne ever turns on Matt Riddle here, Uh, it will create that much more vitriol because you're like, oh, how could you ruin something so beautiful? Or maybe they actually don't do the WWE thing and they never actually fight each other. And it's just something that we look back and be like, man, that was funny when those two were together. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Good comedy stuff. Uh, And then finally we had Adam Cole who last week, of course, dumped Kushida in a trash can. Kushida was not a fan of that. So this week we have Adam Cole versus Kushida on the way to Adam Cole facing Ciampa. And Adam Cole beats Kushida clean, which I, I almost flipped the table on. I'm not going to lie. I can't stand seeing Kushida lose uh, at this, at, in, in this way where I don't feel like he really got over in this match or looked like he was. It looked like Adam Cole. It never really felt like Kushida was a real threat to Adam Cole. to put it that way, at least from what I was watching.
0: Uh, not yet. It could be down the road. Here's what I'll say. Uh, we Kushida has one of those legacies coming over from New Japan that we bow down to, like ten-time Intercontinental Junior Heavyweight Champion, Intercontinental uh, I.W.G.P. <laughs> Junior Heavyweight Champion, uh, uh, nine or time. ten times, something like that, something crazy like that, and to come over and one week he's in a trash can, and the next week he's I don't want to say jobbing, but losing to Adam Cole. Um, was,
1: yeah, it's certainly not jobbing. Like he he had a he had it a, was a brilliant competitive match, match but. I don't, yeah, of course it is because she does, uh, uh, he can work with anybody. But at the same time, like it didn't feel like he was that big of an obstacle for Adam Cole to get through. Do you know what I mean?
0: Here's where I get hung up. They spent so much time and so much effort investing in getting people on board with his debut. Yeah. To six months later, now we're six, eight months later, now we're just kind of, all right. I, I, this is one of those pairings, Adam Cole and Kushida. If you gave them a 30, 45 minute match, it would be a oh, match Jesus. of the year. It would be, it would <laughs> It even, could be, Yeah. it would be one of those matches that would just be absurd. And I, I just, I don't know if he's all these promos he's been doing in recent months about he's coming back. He's all about love and family and all of that kind of stuff. Is this, is Kushida bringing some of his shine and just, Putting it on to other superstars now—is he there to put people over to stra- rocket strap other people, or is he there legitimately to win titles? That's what I don't understand. Why yeah, is Kushida I, I, in it, NXT?
1: Right, and a, you know if he's there to put over bigger guys, this didn't feel like that. No, Do you know what I mean. Like it didn't feel like it I mean, needed. Well, and also because they haven't done a good enough job of making Kushida feel like a big deal. Right. You like they, threw him they in a trash made it feel like a the big week deal, before. and then and that right, and then he's been kind of pushed to the mid card. Like he lost the first round of dusty of the Dusty Classic, it, you know, in a tag team that was, supposedly was world class.
0: The return of Alex Shelley and all the you know all this all stuff, this right? stuff,
1: and every time like it, they seem to be building up hype for Kushida and then undercutting it. Yeah. and so then when he has a match against it's Cry Wolf Cole,
0: it's like people fool me once,
1: yeah, fool me twice, yeah. all that exactly. stuff, exactly. Right? It's a little crying wolf. Agreed. Agreed. So. That was what kind of bothered me about this, but at the same time, you know, Adam Cole looks strong going into takeover. Where Champa gave an absolutely amazing promo recorded in one of the wasn't um, a classroom lecture halls yeah. at uh, at uh, Full Sail.
0: He was watching his footage of having to to relinquish the championship when he was when he going gave out. it up.
1: Yeah, oh. uh, to, to Triple H, and it was, and then you know he just talked about second chances and and the fact that he you know he doesn't know, he didn't think he'd ever be able to as I look at, I'm look. i looking at a guy who doesn't know if he can ever come back and do this again if he ever has another chance and here I am at another chance and uh, Adam Cole, you know, look into my eyes you'll see a guy with nothing to lose and that's the most dangerous kind absolutely lights out fantastic like show your kids this promo kind of thing
0: when he looked um, dead into the camera yeah, I felt like he looked into my soul,
1: I had chills like, and they were ugh. multiplying <laughs> yeah yeah, he was looking, in de- looking deep into your soul. Exactly. Dad, and it's Daddy's home. <laughs> oh, God. Daddy really is home. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: We've dropped, uh, we've dropped the North American championship. The uh, tag titles are also being threatened. Is, does Adam Cole drop the championship here? It does the, it, 2020, the year of the... Did they climb the mountain to the prophecy in 2019 and 2020, I think I've said pat in the past, is going to be the year of the downfall where they're going to start dropping all the titles so that they can move on to the main roster and do other things. But they, you know, is this, are they going to just gradually start falling apart? That's going to mm. be the interesting thing to see for me. I think there's a real shot that Tommaso Ciampa gets strapped here on, on, on Sunday,
1: tomorrow. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Yep. Uh, we had one little segment before we get out of NXT here. Robert Stone says they're restarting the Robert Stone brand. Okay,
0: uh, didn't you just start for, two weeks ago?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you just started, dude. Uh, and apparently, Chelsea Green will be facing off against Caden Carter again in, in uh, next week. Um, what? What? What is the? What is the plan here? What? What do you think they're going for? Like, it, say, let's say. Let's look at this. Let's say Chelsea Green loses to Caden Carter again. Undercuts the whole angle of Robert Stonebrand and Chelsea Green. Like what? Then we have no idea what they're going for, unless they're making Chelsea Green just like a glorified, like like we're making fun of the fact that she always loses, and that's just part of her gimmick. Like that they're, they're just hapless, which is a very short term gimmick. Yeah. If she wins, okay, she's beaten someone she's already lost to. Now what? She's gotta win a, she's gotta pile up a few more wins before we believe in her again. Why have her lose to Caden in the first place if you're gonna start this whole angle? I'm very confused about what they're doing
0: here. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I have I have really no comment. I mean, I think I made the comparison to Famous Bee and Sunny Kiss at one point in from Lucha Underground. i, I this yeah. doesn't even feel that legit or good you mm-hmm. know at least that was kind of a comedy spoof of a yeah cornered
1: auto sales guy you know where's malcolm Bivens? That's all i gotta say i yeah I, I time will tell with this angle time will tell yeah but uh right now i, I am somewhat confused yes. i'm confused i'm confused I Nick. Are confused i are very confused one thing i'm not confused about is the fact that we need to give our picks for nxt takeover portland <laughs>
0: Well, it will start tomorrow night with a 30-minute pre-show at 6.30 Eastern, airtime mm. at 7 Eastern. We will mm. be doing the watch party in the Facebook group for 30 minutes, yes. and then we will jump over to the Discord live chat channel for TakeOver Portland. Make sure you are yes, signed Daddy. up for both of those things. We're kicking things off, uh, I think, with Tegoda Kai and Tegan Knox. Uh, what do you think is going to go down here?
1: I, yeah, who's going to be on the pre-show? It's got to be... Knox and Kai, right? Yeah, Unless we've got everything
0: else Strong is a title and, except for Ballard Gargano and they're not putting that on the pre show. They all
1: put that's probably gonna open the show, I would imagine. Uh Kai Knox. I'm gonna go with Knox picks up the win here. Uh Which just, one Knox. I'm oh, gonna say yeah. Tegan's Tegan's picking up the win here. Um, and then we move on. Unless they've got some bigger plans for this down the road, that just seems to make every bit of sense to yeah. me. Um you know, if, they, if they've got more they want to do with this, if they feel like they can extend this, maybe make it into a cage match down the road, um, they'll have P- Kai pick up the sneaky win. But I'm going to go with Knox here. Just if it's on the pre show, they're going to have a babyface win. So
0: I, I've seen a lot more Dakota Kai on TV than Tegan Knox. I feel like they're still grooming Tegan back from her knees. I think Dakota Kai gets the win here. Uh, I feel Rest. a little something happening with Candice LeRae. There's a feud there uh i'm gonna bank on that for the time being and
1: go dakota kai oh, all right fair enough undisputed era versus the weights for the nxt tag team championships oh man this is gonna be an insane match
0: i don't even this really care about insane. the belts i just want to see the four of these guys absolutely brutalize each other
1: seriously seriously does the does the prophecy begin to fall apart nick
0: can I just get a the, Kyle O'Reilly and Matt Riddle singles match? Just let those guys go uh, for 30 minutes and MMA uh, the shit out of each other. <laughs> oh my god. Shoot fight between Kyle O'Reilly and Matt Riddle, please.
1: The segments in this when they uh, in this when they when it's going to be Matt and 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 Kyle in the ring is going to be it's going to be my happy moment of the night. <laughs> I swear to god.
0: <laughs> That's ah, our thump ah. moment
1: of the show today. Thump. Thump. The nipples are Um,
0: erased. I'm going to go Undisputed Era retains here because uh, they already got the trophy.
1: Interesting. Interesting. I will then... Because um, this is a coin flip to me. Same. This is a coin flip. Um, mm, it's really tough to call. Do they have Undisputed Era hold till WrestleMania? Uh, or do they start this now and they have a whole new set of guys to face Broser weights at WrestleMania. But I don't know who they have at, at WrestleMania. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, yeah. what are they doing for TakeOver Tampa for the tag division? Like, Ricochet and Alistair Black other...
0: winning last year made a mess of this whole thing, and I think that was a yeah. lesson learned, and I don't think they're going to do that again. That's another part of this that I'm thinking right? about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I'm going to... Mm, I'll play it safe and say Undisputed Era here just because yeah. it's, it's a coin flip to me. Um, I could see the bros weights winning me too. And I'm gonna re- I'm gonna regret this next week if they do win. I'll be like, damn it, I knew it. I didn't have enough faith, but I just I'm gonna be safe. All right. Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, who do you have winning this one?
0: I- I'm getting a little bit into tinfoil hat territory that I'll talk about later, but I think oh, Finn no. Balor picks up the win
1: here. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely picks. You up have here. to
0: legitimize the dude, and yep. more so, I need Johnny Gargano to be a little down in the dumps for later
1: sure absolutely and also because gargano did just have like a really big win over uh cameron grimes yep. so he's coming in this looking hot so I, I think they've established gargano can win we know gargano's good he can also eat a pin and he'll be just fine as you said nick it's part of his character it's
0: great oh anonymous whoever you are tipped 18 dollars in the tip jar
1: dude thank you
0: whoever that got a jump but dc defenders are up 18 to nothing end of third quarter have a great weekend guys
1: oh thank you brother <laughs> Thank you sister. very much
0: for the tip, thank uh, you. whoever you are. Oh, that was Abraham, apparently. You, you showed oh, up as dude. anonymous, Abraham. Thank you, sir. Thank you I appreciate much. it. very much. Mr.
1: Castillo, thank as you, sir. As always. Thank very, you, sir. Very, very much. Very generous. Um, all right, let's see. Moving what were we on. talking about? <laughs> I was <don't> get... <laughs> distracted by, by, by wonderful things. Uh, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. tight. <laughs> Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijak. It's Dijak. For the North nice. American Championship, uh, man, slobber knocker. Um, I actually saw Sasha Banks get interviewed about Takeover. Give her picks, and she said she's picking Keith Lee because she couldn't pronounce the other guy's name.
0: <laughs> right. It should just be DiJack. It's always yeah. been
1: DiJack. Seriously, like I don't. It's know not like what... PWG
0: has some trademark uh... on it or anything. It, call him DiJack for God's I'm sakes. DiJack. You want to shorten <laughs> people's names and drop shit all the time? This is the one guy that would make effing sense. <laughs>
1: Maybe that was the idea, though. Like they made it really long because they knew. Like if they called him right. Die Jack, Vince as soon would be as like, he gets "He's, to just, the main he's just die. We're just gonna call him Die."
0: <laughs> they're they're saving so it for the main Vince... roster. When he gets called up, it'll just Die Jack. We'll be like, "Oh my God, Wait yes!"
1: A Wait a minute, pal. Why don't you just call him Die Jack? That's a great idea. Yeah, a Oh, yeah. that's a brilliant idea, Vince. Let's do that, Vince. I know, pal. I'm a genius. Oh. I'm a genius. Uh, so. <laughs> Keith Lee versus Dominic.
0: Keith Lee retains in a baller match between these two absolute legends.
1: There's going to be madness. There's going to be madness. Uh, They're really going to let them go here. I I know, you know, they have had a lot of great matches so far. They have been saving stuff for when they get to do it on a pay-per-view. They've been saving stuff y'all ain't seen yet. It's going to be insane. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. Is this one in any doubt for you
0: now? No, Rhea Ripley.
1: Okay. There is a small kernel in the back of my head that oh, says, stop it. could they make this a triple threat at WrestleMania? Could Bianca win here and throw us all into turmoil? No. No. There is that small little piece of doubt, but it's a small piece of doubt, and I'm still going to pick Rhea Ripley for the win here. <laughs> the Charlotte so.
0: thing was a bit of a hot shot that inter- that girl interrupted this whole Bianca Belair Rhea Ripley thing, and it's unfortunate because if it was anybody else than- other than Charlotte Flair, it probably would have ended up the way you just described. But it ain't happening. We all need to get over it. We're going to get Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair in the at, at WrestleMania for the NXT Women's Championship, and it's going to be amazing. Sorry, Bianca. Better luck next time. We know you're amazing. Let's let's move on, right? I like the fact that we're giving this a chance. I like the fact that she got to showcase the fact that... I like the storyline that she's been forgotten. They've been focusing on that the last couple of weeks, and I like that story that they're telling. But let's all be realistic. Bianca Belair versus Charlotte or Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte at WrestleMania, I'll take the latter. every t- 10 out of 10 times. I don't know.
1: I, Bianca versus Charlotte's pretty badass too. I'm just saying. And,
0: and this isn't a knock on Bianca. I, I loved what happened the to her at the is, Royal is, Rumble. The problem is, no,
1: Nick, it's perception. Bianca is someone who has gone for the title a few times and lost it. So she is now, we're perceiving her as being slightly lower tier. Rhea came in dominant, stayed dominant, beat Shane in a dominant way. She's a dominant champ. So now, our perception of her is that she is at a higher tier than Bianca Belair. If they wanted to build Bianca up, and they had her win here, they could then build her up back to Rhea's level, and then it's all three women on the same level, and that would be a baller match as well. Sure. So that's the little kernel of doubt that I have. is, You know, if they wanted to build Bianca up for that match, you could have her and Rhea doing most of the heavy lifting of the feuding all the way to WrestleMania. Charlotte could go stay on Raw, cut some video promos, come down to NXT every so often, and be involved. This Charlotte's already established. You could absolutely make this a triple threat that everyone would get behind if you wanted to. But, but that's it would the key have thing.
0: If they wanted to, I don't think if they, they wanted. To. I don't think they want to.
1: Well, we'll know this Sunday because if Bianca Belair wins this, they're absolutely they're 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 they're, they're first of all, they're strapping her. Um, and this is going to become a triple threat. So, I could even see her like losing Sunday and then going her starting to go after Charlotte uh, on Raw as a way to get herself back in the back door of this match. But uh, I think the best way to do the best way would be to have her win on Sunday. But I don't think that's going to happen either. I think it's going to be Rhea versus there's Charlotte. No way so, in hell Bianca yeah. Belair
0: is beating Rhea Ripley tomorrow. Sorry, not happening. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, I'm not saying
1: no, I'm not saying there's no chance. I I am not saying that. No I'm chance. Absolutely, in hell. I'm is, saying it. there is absolutely <laughs> a chance, Vince. Uh, finally, Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. All right. I know you've been you you go to first because I want to I yeah I, 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 uh, I want to
0: go crazy a little
1: bit. I'm saying Cole retains and Tommaso gets another another chance in some sort of stipulation match at uh, NXT Tampa where he does win it. What are you saying about this? So I'm saying Cole. I'm picking Cole.
0: When Tommaso went out with his neck injury, we were on the precipice of getting Cole Gargano at WrestleMania. Right? Yes. Here's what I'm thinking. Gargano is going to take a brutal loss to Finn Balor. He's going to be a little down in the dumps, and Tommaso Ciampa is going to beat Adam Cole for the NXT championship. Gargano Mm. is going to come congratulate him. Tommaso Ciampa is going to turn on him again and beat the absolute shit out of him, and we're we're going to slip right back into that program where we were going into WrestleMania, and we're going to get what we all wanted.
1: You don't think Gargano's going to turn on Champa? Is that they're going to invert it.
0: That's that's possible. That's totally possible.
1: Someone going to turn on somebody.
0: One of the, one of the, we're going to get to Gargano Champa at, at WrestleMania for the NXT Championship from WrestleMania this year.
1: Because Finn got infected by the Fiends, so now he's going to pass it on to Johnny Gargano. Oh and Johnny God! Yeah, turn and now
0: and... you're talking. Get it? You're living <laughs> in Nick's head now.
1: <laughs> I've been infected by Nick booking. Uh, I caught the Nick booking bug. Yeah. Oh, kill me. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I think All I'm right, going to call so
0: Tommaso Champa to win the NXT championship. You're
1: here. saying yeah. All right. To set up Mariano Champa at WrestleMania. Convoluted way to get there, but you're going to say Champa. Yep. All right, fair enough. Well, there we have our picks for NXT TakeOver, which is Sunday, not tonight. Uh, uh, keep in mind, everyone who's used to watching TakeOvers on Saturday night, it is not tonight. It is tomorrow. It's Sunday night, which threw me for a loop. I thought it was Saturday. But yes, so stay tuned for NXT TakeOver tomorrow. And uh, for now, Nick, we got to move on. There's one more show we got to talk about, and that is Friday Night SmackDown. Are you ready? No, stop that! I get. Are my, you have it ready for head. a oh, good oh. time? Son
0: of a bitch! I, w- <laughs> I, I, I wish they would give me a good time because it's 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 been a few weeks.
1: I found it ironic and telling that the show started and only half them went off. Like it was just the left <laughs> yeah. side of the stage that went off, because this felt like half. It's the Kind of a show. metaphor for SmackDown over the last month oh or so, right? My God, they were <laughs> killing me this week, killing me. Let's start off with one uh, with with a, an angle on the show that I know you're going to be frothing at the mouth about. Nick Miz and Morrison are announced to face Roman Reigns and a partner of his choosing. In the main event of the show, uh, this kind of got built up during the show, but it's pretty much just, it just happened. It just happened. There's no reason why the number one contenders for the tag team belt should be facing off against Roman Reigns and Rando, but apparently they just did it, and not only did they face off against Roman Reigns and Rando, but Rando turned out to be Daniel Bryan, and then we had the match, Miz and Morrison, Roman Reigns, and Daniel Bryan, great. That's yes. It was an entertaining match because these guys can work. But then Roman Reigns spears the crap out of Miz. First of all, he misses him by like four feet with a Superman punch. Then he spears him. One, two, three. Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan beat the number one contenders for the tag team championships. Does this mean they're now the number one contenders? Because otherwise, why the hell do this? Nick, uh, I feel why. Na- I,
0: I feel nauseous. Oh my god! Like this, this, this made me ill last night. Like, I, I, I was – I so I, I missed – I was busy setting up – I've got a lot of, like, to-dos before I go into surgery and become disabled for six-plus weeks. So I was busy, like, setting up some studio stuff uh, last yeah. night, and I watched later from DVR. Um, and I actually – it took me about four hours to watch two hours' worth of programming because I kept – I would rather watch other YouTube videos. Like, I don't know. Killing anthills or removing a yellow jacket nest or some crazy crap like that, then watch this stuff. So I finally got to the, the main event at about 1 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, yeah, Miz and Morrison and Roman Reigns and somebody, this could be interesting. I think Brian. Okay, that's cool. It's going to be a fun and match. And then, okay, uh, what? The, my first thought was, oh, wow, okay, so they're really going to rocket strap Miz and Morrison. They're going to have a beat the two top guys, basically on SmackDown, Roman Reigns and
1: Daniel Bryan? Sure. Nope. Yeah, and you could and you could have. You could have had them win in a weasley fashion. It wouldn't have hurt anybody. Like Corbin Corbin was so Corbin apparently was banned from competing, but he bought a he bought a ticket. I'm throwing the quotes up here. He bought a ticket, so he was in the crowd with his with his cape and his hat and his crown and his scepter. And he's in the crowd watching the match. We keep cutting to him. You could have had Corbin interfere at the end and cost him the match. No. Roman wins clean, and then Corbin comes in, beats him up, and goes to the top of the stage. And for some reason, even though he's not supposed to be there, he's going to be fined if he's there, his throne is up on the top of the stage. What? What? Oh, God. This goes beyond hashtag WWLogic in a sarcastic way. This is just straight on stupid. This was just stupid. This was, this was st- stupid. It was just straight on stupid, and I, I don't was, really have any way to excuse it. This was someone
0: backstage has a hard on for one Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, and but that's, that's all this
1: is. That's fine, you can have that, but just uh, this. This was something where I, I felt like it. No one really thought about the ramifications of this booking. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely there was agreed. easy. There's easy fixes to this all over the place, and that's what's frustrating. Um yeah. You know, it's it's one thing to bitch about the WWE product. It's another thing to see something where the the fix to it is just glaringly obvious right there, and I don't understand why they didn't do that. You know, and if this you're was trying your main to build it, a-
0: like this wasn't like some yeah middle of the show sort of thing that where it should have been. This was your main event, right? Right. Why I have why I have so much to bitch about in this show and you guys know that I, I'm normally not that bitchy, but this is going downhill. I want to come back a second. Okay. About three seconds before the show started, we found out that Hulk Hogan was gonna be in attendance or he was gonna well, be on
1: Smackdown an appearance, an appearance I from hope
0: Hulk Hogan no, no after the Goldberg shit two weeks ago, nobody bought a ticket because they because thought they were Hulk. gonna see Hulk Hogan come. I hope we've learned that lesson by now.
1: I don't think they advertised him to the ticket buyers. Uh, I, don't I don't think, think he advertised don't him anyb-
0: anywhere. It's like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Oh man. Great, fantastic. So uh, we're we're starting at the end here, but I have so much more to talk
1: about. Well, no, okay, let's I've talk, talk sure. about Hogan. Let's talk about why Hogan was here because uh, you know I I really don't have anything else to say about about the t- number one tag team contenders losing to a thrown together team before having to go for the tag titles that all was that all just makes no sense, and blah, terrible. Uh,
0: Not to mention you had your number one contenders for the Tag Team Championships lose. That's what I'm saying.
1: They lost clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. Just terrible. Awful. The Fiend was there. Well, not the Fiend, but the uh, Hulk Hogan was there to talk about how strong Goldberg is. Put over Goldberg. I felt Goldberg. I walked in with the title, and I walked out, and I didn't have the title anymore. Uh, when I faced Goldberg and I've, I felt the energy of the fiend backstage from under the, n- underneath the door. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know how, what the hell that was, but then he was interrupted by Bray Wyatt who came out the Firefly Funhouse. who need to remix the Firefly Funhouse intro to be an NWO intro. Playin he came the, out playing playin the, the guitar, guitar, Hogan style, love doing it. all the Hogan poses, ripped off, he ripped off his sweater <laughs> Hogan style by the way, that's all that stuff was. I thought some of the, it was the second best stuff on SmackDown. Yeah, uh, was was Bray's intro to this. And then he got serious and said, you know, hey, Hogan, basically shut your mouth. Um, yeah, Goldberg, Goldberg, but I have a fiend. Uh, and he talked smack to Hogan until Hogan got up and left, basically. And that was the segment. Um, you know, he threatened Hogan. He said, I got the little picture of you with the eyes crossed out and put this up on my wall. And Hogan's like, you know what? I'm out of here, brother. So I wanted to like this more than I did. It just it didn't gel. It felt awkward. It, I, I, does Bray just not work with classic wrestlers as well? Like, does just, just does Hogan does not get what he's doing, or what? Where was the disconnect here?
0: I, I wouldn't say that he doesn't work with classic wrestlers well. When when he first start debuted, the theme was he just, coming out to kill legends. That was the but whole the, thing.
1: It was kill legends. Yeah. He, this is actually like a promo. Like, this is like them working with him in a promo sense, in, in a story sense, yeah. beyond just him coming out and mandible clawing them, which, you know, anyone can do that. Sure.
0: So, so I, like, I don't, could, I, I, my hang up is, is that yet again, they did it to us again, and, and uh, credit to Will in the chat for saying it, uh, air quotes, would appear live.
1: Oh, did they actually say would, have, oh, would yes. appear live? Yes. <laughs> well, he was live via satellite.
0: On the show? do oh. Yeah. or in person. I think that's an important distinction to make cuz people are going to spend hundreds of dollars to be there to potentially see arguably the legend of professional wrestling, especially WWE. Uh it, you know, regardless of the the troubled history and all of that kind of stuff, uh, people are going to show up to see Hulk Hogan in person. And if I feel bad for those that bought tickets. Not to mention the fact that this whole thing was to to tout nwo going into the hall of fame and he had 27 different of the same nwo shirts hanging behind him and he was wearing the same shirt and he had a bandana on and it was all just nwo nwo brother did you did you
1: know i'm getting inducted into the hall of fame brother
0: again brother
1: yeah la convention center brother
0: (sighs) that's where i got hung up with this
1: (laughs) okay so i had a weird moment where El Cogan's talking to a supernatural guy and I flash back to the Dungeon of Doom. Oh God. I've never been here before. Ah! It's not hot. There are no Hokkamaniacs here. <laughs> um listen. I wanted him to bust out one of those. I thought Bray, Bray Wyatt. I
0: thought Bray was brilliant. He says, You've got you've got Goldberg. I've got a fiend. And I, I, yeah. I, that part I went,
1: yes, Bray, Bray pulled his weight in this Hogan just felt out of place. Yep. He as, felt as, as he out normally of place, does. As, but he felt as out of place as he did in the dungeon of doom. Yes. I've followed your trail of tears <laughs> to get here. <laughs> the f- path only a warrior could follow. Oh my God. <laughs> if you don't know that stuff, look it up on YouTube. It's, it's yep. unbelievable. So, all right. Uh, We also had a moment of bliss. This is what we opened the the show with. Opened the show with a moment of bliss, and Carmella was the guest star, and it was about as exciting as getting hit in the face with a wet sweat sock. Um, I actually, I was trying to think what was wrong. What, if I had, like, notes to give to these three performers, to Alexa and, and Nikki and Carmella on this segment, what would my notes, like, what could they have done to make this better? And they just had no damn energy. You know what I mean? It wasn't just that they didn't believe their words, which they they, they were just kind of just saying things and not connecting. But they also the energy. They were in front of fifteen thousand people. It's actually modern WWE audience. They were in front of eight thousand people, and uh, and they were just sitting there going, "So you don't like Bailey, and Bailey doesn't like you, but you used to be best friends." Here we have pictures. There's pictures. Look how friendly you are. What happened? Well, I just somewhere along the line, I realized Bailey and I weren't friends. Oh my God! Kill me. Get some energy. This could have been a great segment. The whole point of this was to get Carmella over and get some get the audience behind her before having her title match with Bailey. Because Bailey came out, got in Carmella's face, and Carmella said, "Let's have our match right now." And they did. They went down and had a match. Okay. So you're trying to have a segment where the audience gets behind Carmella. This was not it. Nope. Nope. This did not hit. She, she got the audience more behind her in the five seconds she was facing off with Bailey than she did in this entire, like, the, trying to set up the story before this. It didn't work. I saw what they were going for. Didn't work. Um, whose fault is that? Was it all three of their fault? Was it the writers? Was it, like, wh- how did, where did this go wrong?
0: I think having Nikki try to say Brad Pitt, where people could
1: understand it, was probably <laughs> where it went wrong. Because even
0: the commentary went, "Who's Brack Pat?
1: Did, what, <laughs> is, is he a golfer? Brad Putt? Brad Pat? Brad Putt? Well, <laughs> you couldn't have picked. You couldn't have picked. Chris Hemsworth.
0: Where they went wrong: starting it off talking about
1: who's your celebrity crush? Well, I think. I thought that part they could have done something with. It just fell flat at the end. Um,
0: Had Brad Pitt walked out, payoff. Okay, you you've you got my have... attention. You know,
1: higher... well they could they could have done a lot with that. Where Nikki just starts like listing off names of people, and Alexa's like, no, no, no. It could have been funny. They could have done something funny with it. It yeah. was not funny. Otis Dozovich. no, no, no. Do McIntyre. Yeah, there you what? go. What? No, no. I mean, yeah, but no. You know. Anyway, he's the enemy. Bron Strowman. <laughs> I know how Team Little Big got together, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, it did. It didn't work. It didn't get Carmella over for the match. The match was decent, actually. I'll call a spade a spade. Uh, you it know, Bailey was and Carmella really did good. Have a, I'm going to give it pre- credit
0: where it's due. Yeah, this was, was the decent. best match Bailey's had as champion, maybe even since the heel turn.
1: It's also some of the best heel work she's done. She felt like a a good heel champ here, like. A, yeah, Bailey felt really good in this whole segment. Like she came out like just sneering and laughing and cocky and confident. And you know she won the match by uh, by countering out of the code of silence into a pin, a roll up pin when she put her legs on the ropes and and won in a cheap way. And then was laughing, cackling about it. Um, and then proceeded to beat down Carmella after the match. Naomi comes out for the save, and uh, Naomi and Mella are now facing off. So now this we've had the setup where Naomi believes she should be champ. Mella just lost her title shot, but it was in a cheap fashion so she's still in the picture. And you've got all three women now involved with each other. Frankly, that is what they should have done with their with their women's division a while ago. Okay, now we have more than one woman involved. We're starting to get a story like I think Carmella her involvement will get better the more she's involved with it and people remember who she is and what, you know, why she's there, it's going to help her. Naomi still comes across as like the big baby face here and people are most excited about her and frankly she's looked great since she came back. Um so she's I mean I feel like she we're heading we're on the train tracks towards her winning the title at WrestleMania, but if that's the case, they're on the right tracks. Yeah. To do so.
0: It feels if, th- listen, I want to give credit to Carmella as well. I think this is one of the better matches I've ever seen her have. on on the main roster, the something about these two clicked. We've yet to see Bailey have a really strong match with anybody while she was this heel champ. And this was like the first time where I went, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 More of that, please. And And Sasha's out there. We got a mention of Sasha also. So is Sasha going to come
1: into the mix somehow? Does Sasha and Melago have a feud, and then that leaves Naomi to go after? There's lots of stuff they could do now, and oh, they've got more so, women that, are, that the audience is engaging with.
0: Yes, turning things in the right direction, guys.
1: Yes, right. Agreed.
0: This felt All really around. good to open the show. Like the moment of bliss thing was hot garbage, but going yes. going into a match hot like that and have and performing for a good 15, I had a great little 10-15 minute match. You know, I I was convinced several times that there, Carmella might actually pull this off. It that, looked that, great. Is,
1: that's and that, that was, if that's the case, that's a sign they did their job. Yep. So, yep. Um, So yeah, definitely feeling a little bit more confident with the SmackDown Women's Division, which is a lovely thing to say after weeks and weeks and weeks of us being like, come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, we had Sami Zayn and Cesaro out in the ring, kind of imitating slash mocking Elias's gimmick. Uh, Sami had a ukulele. Cesaro had a cowbell. And uh, this was essentially a comedy segment. You had Elias come out to interrupt them and be like, hey, guys, that's uh, my gimmick. Let me show you how it's done. Gets the crowd all hyped up on his side. um, Gets in the ring and lets Sammy and Cesaro have their quote-unquote protest concert, which, as you would imagine, Hilarity followed, Sammy trying to tune up his voice and playing the ukulele, and Cesaro doing his best Will Ferrell impression with the cowbell until he realized the audience liked it too much and threw it away and said, no, no cowbell. And the audience, oh, boo, bastard. Cesaro, I'm uh, going to
0: need a little less cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> just br- just turn it, turn the, the knife. The audience like, no, we want cowbell.
1: Um, so this was all actually very funny stuff, and eventually they got into a scrum with Elias, beat him down. He did his best, but but no, he couldn't handle it. But then Braun Strowman comes out to a huge ovation and uh, beats down the heels and saves Elias and stands tall in the ring um, and murderizes a bunch of the security guards that Sammy and, and Cesaro, for some reason, had around, uh, including tossing one of them over the ropes that look gnarly.
0: He, he's still up in the
1: air somewhere. He, <laughs> hasn't, he hasn't come down yet. <laughs> He's that was floating one of the, his way to the next show. That was
0: like Seth Rollins or like Montez Ford doing a frog splat. Like they're up, oh yeah, he was up you got some, in the air.
1: He got some hate, <laughs> some serious hate. So all right, comedy segment. As a comedy segment, I think you'd agree this worked. It was fun. Yeah. It was funny. It got the audience majorly engaged. Like they were invested in this. Um, they were laughing. They were having a good time. Everyone played their parts correctly here. And it ultimately ended with Braun Strowman looking like a monster. Elias got over as a face. I think it accomplished everything. Yep. Except it made Sammy and Cesaro look like even more of a joke than they already are. At least Nakamura wasn't out there being, I don't want to say delegitimized, but made into like kind of a comedy thing with them. So at least there's that. But what is the, what's the end game here? Like, why have Sammy and Cesaro be. In a comedy milieu. 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 Mi- milieu. 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 That's right.
0: <laughs> um at the end of the day, I, I agree with you. They were in, in think,
1: Canada. I'm using French. What do you want from me?
0: Um I, I feel like I feel like this had a little bit more. Like I wanted to see. A lot. I want to see Elias continue to get over as a face. It's 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 working. Like I'm in. I'm for the most part enjoying this, this.
1: I saw it this week. I was bitching about it last week. I, yeah. This week I got it a little bit more. Like it, I, to me, it felt more organic. It. I got it this sure. week.
0: Sure. And I think if they give him some opportunity to come out and win some matches, it's it's what you said. Anybody. Heath Slater's six months away from a title shot uh, with the <laughs> right, with the right booking. That's
1: true. Right? <laughs> We've seen it happen. Yes. So, I mean, I, literally, they, he was nothing. He teamed up with Rhino as a tag champ within three months. Like It's doable.
0: So if Elias can continue to evoke this kind of response, even if yeah. if it includes the help of Sami Zayn and Cesaro, they're good sports about all that kind of stuff. We've seen it with sure. Lashley. We've seen it with Kevin Owens. We've seen it all across. Sami Zayn is a trooper when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm – now, had Shinsuke come out with a – what's the – What's that Japanese? The sham, um, the shamisen. What's the Japanese yes. instrument? The, the yeah, the shamisen. Little, yeah. yeah, shamisen. Yeah. If if he had come out with something like that and played it, I think that would have been okay and fun. Hey,
1: what was that? What was that Super Bowl commercial with uh, Jason Momoa, where he's like takes, where he takes off his muscles and then he takes off his hair? Right. He's right. like he's playing like the lap guitar. Yeah. <laughs> You can't bench press the 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 pole like the the uh, the bar. Right. Oh my god, that's a, that was a great commercial. Yeah, like like that one of those instruments where he's just you're just like, what is wrong? But he had the ukulele. That was close enough. Plunka plunk. You know, it was it was fine. <laughs> so I wanted to hate this bit, and and just all these guys did such good work here that I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't hate it. They they are making the best out of a bad situation, as you said. Their game and. Luckily, like for them, what really helps is they had a live crowd. Yeah. They had a very live crowd. And they were and, into it. Uh, and good yeah, for them. And
0: the crowd. You know, and, and I was listen, spoiler alert uh, these kinds of segments are for the live crowd. They're not for you at home watching. Ab- absolutely. And it's for crowd interaction and all of that kind of stuff. So, regardless of whether or not you liked it or not. Uh, if you were watching it on TV, understand that it wasn't for you. This is the same thing as <laughs> but when they do well when they do TV timeouts at NBA games, and the 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 people around the arena get, throw T-shirts into the crowd, and they do stuff like. That's what this kind of stuff is. But you know? it's
1: also like but here's the thing, that crowd was dying for some live entertainment because I I was reading reports of people who were there and apparently half the show was on the damn monitors. You know, you had you had Brian Hogan on the monitors, you had a whole bunch of the interviews that were on the monitor. monitor. The the Otis segment we're about to talk about was on the monitors. And they, So when they got something in the ring and it was actually engaging, they were like, oh, it's Canada. They love wrestling. Oh, thank God. Something to be excited about. Yeah. So I would, I would actually say this was, this, was not, this was supposed to be for the home audience as well, but definitely the live crowd was eating this up because they were just so grateful to have something yeah. happen in that ring and something that wasn't Sheamus <laughs> in a handicap match versus Chad Gable and Apollo Crews, which was just embarrassing. What in the absolute uh, hell is going on? What in the world? Seamus beats Seamus, uh, brogue kick and pins Apollo Cruz. Beats both Gable and Cruz. Um, what in what is the? Okay, we said earlier. What's the end game? What's the end game here? Obviously, we're trying to get Seamus over, um, show that he's dominant. You know that he's back in here. Uh, how is this? I mean, obviously they they've given up on Apollo Cruz, but how is this helping? I feel like they haven't given up on Chad Gable yet, because um, he didn't eat the pin here. Yeah. So what is their endgame with him? What are they trying to do with him? Like,
0: I, this was the whole lucky, reason lucky why I things? picked Gable to go over Sheamus at Royal Rumble
1: a couple of weeks ago yeah.
0: was because it would have given this some level of stakes and some level of like Sheamus can't lose again or the little guy gets one over on him. You know that yeah. had they had Gable go over Sheamus, even though I think it was on the pre-show, right? If I'm remembering right, I think so uh anyway the whole point being if gable had gotten over Sheamus in that one it would have stoked Sheamus up further and he could sure. have come back and won the 50 50 right
1: have him roll him up you put a wrestling move on him sure. whatever like and Sheamus is like ah, 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 let's have a real match and i'll kick your ass and then maybe he does um but the problem here is that now gable has been you know like deep, okay so we're underlining the fact that he's short we're underlining the fact that he's a littler guy. He's plucky. He's an underdog, but it, he can't win matches. People don't like to get behind a guy who can't win matches. Uh, when you believe that he's losing them because he's just not good enough, it's nothing to do. Like it's nothing to do with your pluckiness. Like you can have some guy lose matches and feel like, oh, he almost had him, and he's trying really hard. That's not what's happening here with Chad Gable. Uh, we're not becoming more uh, empathetic towards him with these losses. Yeah. If ultimately he goes, oh, I finally beat Seamus, We'll be like, yeah, you lost to him like ten times. Why, why should we care? And that's it's undercutting him. And frankly, they've already undercut him enough with the stupid shorty G gimmick, which people are already—it's—it's it's just cringing about. You know, it's hard enough people to get behind him. Like, it's almost like, oh, poor little one-legged puppy over here. You know. Ugh, so it, yeah, this this was just painful. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't even know if it's getting Seamus over that much because we no, can't really take not. this competition. Nobody we can't wants take this competition that. seriously. Oh, oh, congratulations. You're beating Shorty G and Apollo Crews. Good job, buddy. Great. Way to go. So, Nick, we've got to get to the segment that I know had to have been the angriest you were all week. This and is definitely Otis- not
0: my moment of positivity for
1: the week. <laughs> Otis Dozovich had a Valentine's Day date with Mandy Rose at the fanciest restaurant in town, Shea Backstage. And uh, he, Mandy Rose, there we see her sitting now at the table. She's in a lovely red dress. Everything's perfect. Otis is preparing himself with Tucker backstage. He's he's slicked his hair over. He's got his he's got his jacket on. His, his red shirt and his jacket is with the sleeves ripped off. He's, he's got a waistcoat go. with one button done. <laughs> course, because that's all he that's could all he possibly get. get done with it. Yeah. And, that, and that, that, one button was holding on for dear life. Yeah, let's be clear, and he still had screaming. sneakers on. <laughs> it was like it was like Sylvester Stallone at the beginning of Cliffhanger, like holding on, like no, don't let go. Yeah, <laughs> don't let go. Uh, and then He had sneakers and jeans on too, and he uh, finally gets to the restaurant. And I've got to say, man, like we were, we've all, I know you've loved Otis for a long time. Yeah, but this was just. Man, this was just a gem moment of him pausing the front desk, uh, asking the 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 uh, the the clerk is like uh, looking for a peach. Have you seen a peach come in? And the clerk's uh, yeah, she's she's right inside, dude. And so Otis is he slicks. He's ah, like, oh, I'm gonna go and oh no, I uh, I gotta slick my hair. I'm gonna go and oh no, all these like these pauses and turning back. Like I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Beautifully done on his part, and then he gets his confidence up and he walks into the restaurant he's going to have dinner with the woman of his dreams he's got the roses in his hand he looks over and goddamn Dolph Ziggler has snuck in and is sitting at the table with Mandy and Otis Dozovich you can watch his little heart break into a million pieces on his face and his whole face just droops and gets sad and he lets the roses go and they fall to the ground and he just doesn't say a word and he turns and he walks out of the restaurant and the camera focuses in on the roses on the ground Nick I need to know what emotions were going through what, like, what did you do when this all happened my,
0: okay, my actual response yes god damn it <laughs> that was it that was it I, god I knew it. you guys were going mm. <laughs> to
1: why are you got to screw with my boy Otis,
0: Dolph Ziggler? You weren't you
1: you weren't mad at Dolph.
0: Z- listen, listen, yeah. um, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, y- you and me got business. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we 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 need to step uh, outside. That rat bastard, His son of a bitch! Oh, Dolph, you dirty dog! Dolph has more heat now than anybody else in WWE. I've been looking looking online. Like people are 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 like son of, a- oh, you bastard! How dare you do that to Otis? This is great. This is fantastic. I think this is the, the best twist they could have on this. It now sets up a feud with Otis and Ziggler. Uh, th- there's so much more to do with this. People are fully getting behind Otis on this. It's awesome. It's awesome. I don't know how much it's doing for Mandy, but... I, it's hey. better than going out and losing to Bliss and Cross. Bam. Took the words yeah. out of my mouth. Took the words out of my mouth. So, yeah. Uh, so Dolph uh, we has we talk news about news right views now, on
0: huh? YouTube with Lana and Lashley and all that stuff as a reason. I'd love oh, to see yeah. what the views on YouTube were for, for segments involving Otis and Mandy. I would hope that they would be as big or or bigger, uh, but I, don't I, would, know. I would be disappointed if not. Uh, and I don't think we're done with this. I, I do think, think this will run all the think? way to Mania as a Absolutely. segment, and it's going to turn into something where... Dolph is going to screw heavy machinery out of a tag team title opportunity. We're, we're going to see as mad as I was about the segment in particular that they just didn't see it through and deliver, I am overwhelmed and excited about the potential of elevating heavy machinery and Otis in in this this way. It's this is the kind of rub that those guys, absolutely needed.
1: And it's this is going to work I think wonderfully for Otis. Um just to break your heart Nick, the Valentine's Day segment from last night is uh only have about 500,000 views right now. But a lot of their previous segments have 2 plus million. So it's not 5 million like Lashley and Lana, but uh people are watching it. People are watching them. <sighs> so <laughs> But yeah, that was I think the highlight of Smackdown was that was the execution of that segment. I I think they just absolutely nailed it. Otis nailed it. Um Dolph just sliding up on Mandy from behind like putting his hand on her on her shoulder She's like, "Oh, hi Otis." "Oh, Dolph, what are you doing here?" And just everything was just so like you could just, <laughs> the way it just fell into place was fantastic. So, I didn't even know I didn't even mind the fact that it was obviously a set, not a restaurant. I they're, didn't even care. They're playing out
0: every nerd ever's worst nightmare <laughs>
1: of course oh i mean there's, there's nothing new about this. this is cliche this is 101 but at the same time they're nailing it
0: they are they're, they're doing a really good job yeah. kudos so but looking Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler.
1: <laughs> watch out buddy come watch out nick's coming nick's coming for you you you're going to
0: be up there with nia soon i'm coming <laughs>
1: And that was SmackDown. That was Friday Night SmackDown. Oof. Oof. oof mostly mostly a rough show.
0: Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> there's, some, there's some glimpses of things where they might be turning the ship, especially with the women's division. The tag team division still in, is, is a mess. I have no idea what's going on. Why is Goldberg the one fighting the Fiend? It's
1: a rough build for Super Show. Oh, God.
0: Oh, God. All right. So uh, we have to go over now, now that we're done with the graphs, and we have to talk about our moment of positivity.
1: After all that smackdown, I need this today, Nick. I need the mop. Give me the mop.
0: <sighs> Give me the mop. What made you happy Ooh. this week? What was your moment of positivity mm, for you post-Raw? Know,
1: you know what? Actually, the, my moment of positivity is actually something that I want to talk about in the news segment. Um. So you will know when I get to that. So I'm not. I'm not going to say it now. All right. Um. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save my moment of positivity because we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. Um. If I had a, a number two. uh Jeff Cobb to AEW. Jeff yeah, Cobb walking. I, I was going to say. I'm
0: going to play a little snippet of mine real quick. This is Jeff Cobb here. There you go. <laughs> is Jeff Cobb, right? Yeah, Absolutely, right? This is Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb showing up on AEW to come into the main event of everything happening in AEW between Jericho yeah. and Jon Moxley. Just, just like that. Big old cool. Jeff Cobb is now in AEW, or at least participating in some aspect in the feud of the entire show. Yeah, I'm over the moon about that. 100%. We love Jeff Cobb. He smells amazing and delicious. <laughs> you know, you, you just, you can't not love Jeff Cobb. Even as a kind of Hawaiian psychopath with his, he's pulling a Drew Mac and putting his hair in front of his face now. Um, but uh, yeah, Jeff Cobb, absolutely. Love that guy. Hell yeah.
1: Uh, well, yeah. So Nick, Nick, I've got to save my moment of positivity. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so, let's not waste any more
0: time and head over to our yeah. other news lightning round. Beep, beep, beep,
1: ba-dee, beep, ba-dee, beep, 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 beep. Yes, sir. Well, starting off, I'm going st- to mention the ratings real quick, and then we'll move on to my moment of positivity. AEW 0.3 in the demo is at 10th place, down, down 12% from last week, so AEW dropping off a little bit. Too bad they had a good show this week, Yeah, uh, and they had 817,000 people watching. NXT got a 0.24 in the demo uh, down at 21st, and it's only 757,000, so closing the gap this week, NXT... Uh, which is which is too bad. NXT, I thought, was a bit of a bummer show this week, and AEW was a, was a much stronger.
0: It's funny so. that they're hovering. I mean, since the debut and that 1.2 million number they hit, they've both been hovering at that 800,000 mark, plus or minus.
1: And I'm wondering and if still, it'll
0: ever exceed, like what's going to be the thing that takes them off from that 800,000 number that they're so both in around. So think about this.
1: Raw does around like just under or just over 2 million. Sure. SmackDown does about 2.4 million on the average. Sure. This is hundred. This is about 1.6 uh, 6 million people uh, watching wrestling on a Wednesday. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Could they squeeze out another, you know, four hundred, five hundred thousand? Maybe. But it's not bad.
0: I'd like to see them both over a million each week. I think it's it's more than deserved, and it's they don't deserve these kind of placements. I don't know what they're counter programmed against. Besides each other on Wednesday nights, I, that would be interesting to see as well. I'd have to look that up, but oh, I've yeah.
1: got the I've got the whole graph, but uh, right. I don't have it. I don't have it up for this week, Some unfortunately. Some CSI
0: NCIS crap,
1: probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my moment of positivity—the moment this week I was the happiest about—Will uh, Osprey was challenging for Zach Saber Junior's Rev Pro Heavyweight Championship this week at high stakes. Actually, uh, last night, and guess what? Will Osprey is now your new Rev Pro heavyweight champion. In addition, he announced that now he will be wrestling exclusively as a heavyweight. Mm. So Will Osprey finally went heavyweight. and he's a heavyweight champ. That's. Wow. A, I got to tell y'all, like that is a long th- that's a long road that man has come along. Like, good job, Will. Congratulations. It makes all the sense in the world. Uh, he showed, you know, at the end of last year that there's nothing left for him in the junior heavyweight division. He's beaten everybody. his, his literally his last match against Hiromu. That was his setup for
0: Hiromu coming back. Like, um, is there but,
1: no one else? Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's nobody else. And Hiromu came along and beat him, and it was a perfect poetic finish to it. Yeah. I love the way they built up for this. They let Zach get a win in Japan, but then Will Osprey went over to England. He was able to win the championship in England. So, congratulations to Will Osprey. Uh, he is your new Rev Pro Heavyweight Champion, and he will be defending that in New Japan as well. So that's fan freaking tastic. Also at that show, uh, Oku defeated El Fantasmo to win the Cruiserweight Championship, and Giselle Shaw defeated Zoe Lucas to win the Women's Championship. So lots of titles change hands. Wow. On high, on high, high stakes. Good grief. So uh, good, good show overall. Uh, NXT UK this week, and also working the uh, NXT US uh, House Circuit Tour, uh, Aoife, Aoife Valkyrie finally made her debut. Maybe we'll be seeing the debut of the Woke Queens. I don't know. But uh, if you don't know Aoife Valkyrie, check it out. She is actually, she's, got a, she's got her entrance already like completely down, her whole persona. like It's all ready to go. I think she's actually going to make a big splash in NXT UK and possibly even in NXT US. Um, so we will see what the future has in store for her she's very talented um, I posted this on Facebook yesterday when I found out tragedy has struck the backstage interviewing team at NXT Kathy Kelly Queen Kathy announced she'll be moving on from WWE after four years working there oh. uh, on to bigger and better things she says but uh, I, I fingers crossed for her she was absolutely wonderful uh, one of the few rare backstage interviewers that had real personality seemed to connect to the people she was interviewing um, seemed like a real person so best of luck to Kathy Kelly Yeah, she will be very 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 missed I'm I'm, I'm sorry I'm not happy about it no Uh, so we don't talk about stardom a lot here but uh, one of their major stars the leader of Oedo Tai Kagetsu is retiring. She actually had her farewell match, her, her retirement match at Stardom back on January 26th. She's on the Feb- on her farewell tour. Her final match will be on February 24th. Uh, this is actually really too bad. She was a really talented wrestler. She's been doing it for about 10, 12 years now. She was actually the locker room leader uh, at Stardom uh, until Road took over and they didn't like her kind of Bill Watts' style of running the backstage. Uh, where she like if people showed up late, she'd find them. She'd take away their personal time. Like she would, re- she ran with a pretty iron fist. But uh, you know, some places you need that kind of discipline. But uh, due to politics, and also apparently due to just injuries piling up, she decided that it was no longer. Uh, she no longer wanted to be a wrestler. She was no longer going to do it. So she is retiring. So mm. uh, if you've never seen Kigetsu, she is fantastic. Go check her out because you're not going to be able to get to after get after February twenty fourth. You'll have no more opportunities. Mm. Uh, Nick, I know I've said that I wanted Alistair Black to face Undertaker at WrestleMania this year. I thought that would be an awesome thing for both guys. But according to WrestleZone and Dave Meltzer, their plans are going in a different direction. It's looking like it's going to be Taker versus AJ Styles. Hmm. What do you think about that?
0: I don't know what to think about that. I heard that as well. And my initial thought was, huh? Okay. Huh. Uh, well, not what I picked, but uh, hey, it's, it's AJ Styles. It's, yeah, all right. yeah, trying to rationalize it in my head, just that thing we do. Just, <laughs> then I just started thinking about it, like why? <laughs> Is it just so that I, you can check that box and say I wrestled Undertaker at WrestleMania? If so I mean yeah sure. I mean I yeah. fine is could I think of better opponents? Sure. But it's AJ Styles. It's gonna be a fantastic match.
1: I, I, mean, I can't be it, mad though, at it, but I'm
0: not gonna sit here and pretend I'm excited about it.
1: Is it gonna be a fantastic match? I old, don't slow know. T- old slow taker and just coming off of an injury, AJ Styles?
0: I don't know. Me and AJ will be I getting done about the
1: same time, I think. Uh, I think it's I think it Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's only really exciting in terms of like a historical perspective where you go, you know. It's AJ's a box it. to
0: check, sure, but that's it's a, a box to check. That's like the most AJ's exciting never part had,
1: about it. AJ's never had a feud with Undertaker. Like they're going to be able to put together video packages that will get us excited about that. But on paper, I'm just kind of like, eh. All right, <laughs> all right fun, <laughs> eh. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so ho- I hope I hope to be made more excited about by about this by their booking going forward. Uh, Japanese legend Kenta Kobashi. Oof. is about to undergo knee surgery after finding out that he could not get down on the floor to play with his four-year-old daughter. He's been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then his four-year-old daughter asked him to come down and play with her, and he couldn't. And she said, Daddy, are you injured? And he went, okay, yeah, I'm getting that knee surgery. So uh, I don't I don't freaking blame him. Um, I, I had the chance to meet him in Vegas uh, when we were out there for Double or Nothing, and the dude just exudes Superstar. He's an absolute legend, so I hope this... Goes well for him. Best, of, best wishes to Kenta Kobashi. Hope it all goes well, and you're able to play with your kids. Uh, speaking of injuries, Tino Sabatelli, former of Sabatelli and Moss, is back. He's been out for two years, Nick. Two years Tino's been out with an injury. What was uh, that? Sta-
0: the, the nature of his injury? I
1: don't like know. a pec injury, wasn't it? I actually forget it's been so long. Yeah, I think it was that um, torn pec and I tried thing to look that it Triple up. H had. Um, Trips was back real quick though. Uh, hold on. I'm going to find out. I'm, I, I actually really need to know what this was because yep. two, two years is insanity.:
0: Also I believe still real life significant other to Mandy Rose as well. Uh, Tino. so I was I'm curious to see if he is going to be coming back. He returned this Friday to Tampa. It, could he be we, we have seen Riddick Moss on the main roster alongside Mojo Raleigh. Could we see Tino? somehow come in as well and involve himself in this whole thing with Otis and Dolph Ziggler. I think it would be terrible. I think it would be stupid.
1: It was a torn pack.
0: Torn pack, yeah. That's, that's what I thought I remembered that. Um, yeah, who knows? Who I, Like, we loved Tino and Riddick Moss in NXT. I thought they were really charismatic. They really g- yeah. just, like, just drew from in what that heel understand from the
1: crowd. From what I understand, there, he's going right back to where he left, where, you know he's just a bitter angry smarmy heel yeah so i mean he you know he just looks like that when he comes out so i just hope he picks up where he left left off and is able to get a singles career going so feel bad for the guy yeah maybe he'll come up and uh You know, take Dolph Ziggler's place in the Otis and Mandy feud and, you know, really bring it full circle because he is Mandy's real life boyfriend. But anyway,
0: I hate to break in uh, on you again, but JB just threw three dollars in the tip jar, bringing us to one (laughs) hundred dollars. Oh, my God,
1: you guys. Come on. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You guys. You guys are out of your mind, and I love you all. Wow, thank you, thank you so much, Very
0: everyone. Re- much appreciated. Spe- Will, oh, $69. Man. Good Lord, man. Love you.
1: Oh, we better. Thank we you. better make this worth it for them. Uh, let's see. Hall of Fame rumors. You got to want to hear some Hall of Hall- Oh, wait, actually, I got to say, J.D. Drake, also ex-WWN champ, J.D. Drake, also showing up in the house circuit down there in Tampa. Uh, Hall of Fame rumors. You guys want to hear some rumors?
0: Oh, boy. Rumors.
1: They're rumors only. Uh, as of right now, strongly rumored for the Hall of Fame, the Bella Twins which I can actually make an argument for. Me too. I can make an argument for the Bella Twins being in there. They, they did hold everything down for a while, and they are a major financial component of the WWE yep. in the last 15 years. So I actually could see an argument for that. Um, the other one I thought was fascinating, Jushin Thunder Liger. I didn't get being, this one is too Is being much. rumored. No, why not? I just don't associate him with WWE. I really but don't. keep in mind... Keep in mind, they also put people in the Hall of Fame that were major fixtures in WCW but never really had anything happen in WWE, right? What did Diamond Dallas Page do in WWE? He's a Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, but he's been in and around the, the, you know, I feel like he's been a part of pro wrestling whether that's through him rehabilitating legends through DDP yoga whether yeah, that's-
1: don't let don't let your western perspective fool you Jushin thunder liger is wrestling like uh, he invented the the shooting star press this guy is is actually way more so than w than than okay, diamond dallas okay a. defensive he's uh, just, around stand wrestling. down stand don't, down <laughs> you, don't, you don't come for my Jushin, man don't you come for liger stand down captain Oh Listen, man, hang on! I almost came through this camera you. No,
0: boy. no disrespect to Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, and and I agree with you to an extent on Diamond Dallas Page, but I see him having a positive effect on some of the other WWE superstars over time in the rehabilitation and things like that. So I I can I can justify him. I'm not really sure that I associate Jushin Thunder Liger with. WWF. I know of his. Doesn't matter. It's it's
1: a wrestling hall of fame. That's at least how they promote it. Like it's just people who we know better than
0: that. Come on.
1: We do, but at the same time, Liger has had a true WWE match. He had a match with Tyler breeze and NXT. He had a bunch of matches in in WCW, and they still count that now as WWE because they own WCW. Um, and he is the definition, the definition of a living legend. I agree. Um I think, I think it would be a fantastic thing for WWE to honor him in that way. I,
0: I agree with so. you 100% on Juice Southern Liger. He abs- absolutely should be going in. It's a nice hat tip to his retirement and his legacy and his career, all of that. I 100. I 100- Let's talk about the Bellas. We we agree on Liger.
1: <laughs> we, I thought it was the other way around. You agreed on the Bellas, and then you were like, I don't know about Liger. He's not really as big of a deal as, like, say, Diamond Dallas Page. Wait, what? What?
0: I did not say up, me... the words that he's not as big of a deal as Diamond Dallas Page. I said uh-huh, I could okay. make us make an argument. Fine.
1: Uh huh. All right.
0: <sighs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Argue about the Bellas. Go on. The Bellas were sort of the Are last bastion of the Divas era. Yes. They have done. They were. Nothing. They were the transitional. They have done. Yeah. Nikki was the transitional champ, if I remember right. She with that long reign that she had. If I lost it to Charlotte, and Charlotte made it
1: to the women's championship. Right.
0: So. Uh, also, all of the enterprising that they've done alongside WWE, outside mm-hmm. of the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. The Total Bellas show is, for all intents and purposes, a hit. They keep renewing it. They've got another show called Total Bellas. It's a spinoff that's coming back for a whole new season. They need to promote that. All of, all of those things are, are taken into account here. So, I, I yeah, it, it makes sense to me. And, and at least now, hopefully, for serials we know that they're not going to be back in the ring again. Like, there was a tease last year that they were going to come back for one more run up to
1: WrestleMania after Royal Rumble.
0: Uh, thankfully, they didn't. Thankfully, they didn't. And
1: they're, they're also both pregnant right now, so but they're definitely not getting there, back in There the is ring. that. Anytime soon.
0: I also think it's funny that um, uh, Daniel Bryan <laughs> had to shave his beard and hair.
1: <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why, let's move so on. I don't want to
0: say that on air. Let me brrr, rewind that.
1: I'm so confused and, and worried. All right, moving on. Um, let's talk about Fight TV. Fight TV uh, just uh, sent a whole bunch of cease and desists to people like Mr. Lariato on Twitter. If you know Mr. Lariato, he is the greatest purveyor of wrestling gifts on the Internet. And they actually they canceled his Twitter account. He had his whole Twitter account canceled by Twitter because uh, uh, Fight TV went after him. And they went after a lot of people that were posting gifts. Um, he actually has been in contact now. Larietto has been in contact with Fight TV, got them to take the strikes off of his gifts. Now he's got to fight with Twitter to get his account back. So apparently it's starting to work out, but there was a huge backlash against Fight TV for this, uh, including a lot of major figures who stepped up and were like, hey, wrestling gifts are free advertising. What are you doing? It's not like they're giving away whole videos. They're giving away little snippets that get people excited. Most of the time, they they don't get seen, but every once in a while, one goes viral. And when it does, it brings a tons of a ton of eyes to your product and gets people to buy your stuff. Why are you taking these things down? So Fight TV right now is being hated on by a lot of people. It sounds like it's rightfully to their so. Yeah, it sounds you know? like it sounds like they're turning around and, and seeing the light. But wait and see. They're still right now the most hated company oh in wrestling internet. What are you so, doing? Yeah. Well, you seriously. idiots.
0: <laughs> Remind me never to do a Fight TV uh, affiliate code or sponsorship or ad on this program. Well,
1: like I said, well, let's wait and Good see. They, se- they seem to be doing the right thing. They didn't do the right thing at first. Talk about missing of, the boat. As of this morning, they seem to be doing more of the right thing. So wait the, and see. You one of the most I'll, followed, followed wrestling
0: fans and <laughs> Uh, two enough, members of Twitter and you're going to go after them?
1: <laughs> Moving on. I know. Well, no, exactly. Exactly, Nick. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, let's see. Thunder Rosa, current women's champion over on NWA, was in a hit-and-run accident. Someone nailed her car. Uh, she is fine. Slightly banged up, but okay. But unfortunately, she's having to sell her wrestling gear for repair money for her car. Oh, man. So uh, look her up, look up her social media if you want to get your hands on some uh, Thunder Rosa merch and gear. She's got to pay for that car. She's got to pay for that car. Mm. It's tough being an indie wrestler. Uh, Speaking of indie, Ring of Honor. I don't know if you can call Ring of Honor indie, but I guess they're kind of indie. Ring of Honor is replacing their women's title. As we know, they had some issues with Kelly Klein at the end of last year. Uh, She is no longer the champion. That championship, in fact, no longer exists because they are going to replace it, which is ironic considering that championship didn't even last two years. Uh, they only started that championship in 2018 when Sumi Sakai was their first champ. Sumi Sakai is also in the running. She's going to be in the tournament to determine the new women's champion, which is taking place, uh, let's see, April 24th. Uh, she's the only confirmed entrant so far. We'll see who else wants to step up into those slots. So, no word on what's happening with Kelly Klein, although we can just assume she's no longer going to be working with Ring of Honor. Uh, speaking of Ring of Honor, uh, current signee Flamita was in a match. Uh, he was teaming up with Bandito against the Briscoes and he tore a meniscus, mm. so he is injured. No uh, no word on how long he's going to be out for, but Flamita is injured as of right now. Uh, this next one is 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 convoluted and tough to, to, to hear and to talk about, but... Um, I don't think I don't know if I mentioned it, but uh, Blake DiBiase, uh, sorry, br- excuse me, Brett DiBiase, Ted DiBiase's son, is in some serious hot water. Uh, Brett DiBiase is he was he just been arrested uh, for? Let me get the exact what they're calling it. Uh, he's in, indicted on charges of embezzling more than four million dollars in federal wel- welfare funds. Um. For his let's see, no uh, no 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 no. Yeah, so he was hired by the Department of Human Services for seventy nine thousand dollars. He was then given a raise to ninety five thousand dollars, and he was gone six weeks later. And indictments alleged that um, the other people that were indicted, Davis and Smith, faked invoices to channel forty eight thousand dollars so DiBiasi could attend drug treatment in Malibu, California, as well as embezzled nearly $4 million other dollars. Here's the problem. Not only that, Ted DiBiase Sr., uh, million-dollar man himself, uh, also is having some problems with his Heart of David Ministries where they are uh, apparently out. They spent $2.1 million and they can't account for it. So as of right now, Brett DiBiase has been indicted. His father's under investigation. Things are not looking good for the DiBiase family right now. Um, so yeah, I'm going to keep, be keeping an eye on,
0: I would prefer not to that. comment in a, on an ongoing investigation.
1: Exactly. I just want to say that it's happening right now. Brett DiBiase has been indicted on embezzlement. Uh, Ted DiBiase, they're looking at him. He hasn't been in, arrested yet. Uh, but he has, he's got some money going missing
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. From, uh, from what's supposed to be a, a, a nonprofit. So, and he's getting government assistance on it. So yikes. Uh, also in trouble, Teddy Hart. I know. Shocker. Wait a minute. We're talking about Teddy Hart and he's in trouble? Yeah. He's also in trouble for drug-related offenses. Oh, what a shock. I know. MLW parted ways with him at the end of last year. He's just been arrested in Virginia for possession and intention to distribute Schedule 3 narcotics. That could be cocaine. That could be uh, anabolic steroids. could be any number of things. We don't know exactly what they are. But he has been actually arrested, apparently facing up to 10 years in jail. What even Minimum is a schedule, uh, schedule
0: three narcotic?
1: schedule three narc they includes like cocaine, anabolic steroids. Um, cocaine is
0: a schedule one narcotic. What is a schedule, mm, schedule three no,
1: Sorry, codeine. 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 Okay. <laughs> codeine.
0: Sure. So yeah. like he's been handing out Tylenol. Uh,
1: like, or Come on. steroids. Steroids more. Steroids,
0: likely. anabolic steroids is
1: sure. All right. Yeah. Um. So, it, but it it carries it carries up to 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 the intention to distribute part is the part that's going to get him in trouble. Right. Having it's not a big deal. Right. Intention to distribute that's up to ten years. So, Teddy's in trouble again. Um, can understand now why MLW wanted nothing to do with him. That's like the that's like you know that's the island of lost toys right there already. So if you if you flub out of that you're done. Holla 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 holla. Uh, if you watched. <laughs> What? Where did he come into this? Uh, if you watch SmackDown, you may have seen this graphic pop up, but if you didn't, you may not know. But Sheamus is the honorary pace driver for the Daytona 500. Biggity, this year. Biggity, biggity. What? That's insane. I don't. I know. I know nothing about the Daytona 500. So you all gonna have to pick this up for, for me, Nick. I, I don't know. We gonna that go means, fast but... and
0: turn left sometimes. Woo!
1: <laughs> all right. Well, Sheamus is gonna be your Daytona 500 pace man. So. <laughs> Awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's really cool. <laughs> if you've a,
0: never driven he, a race car at a hundred miles an hour around a oval track with.
1: Is he going to be like, he's going to be the passenger. I'm assuming he's not actually driving. The no, no. They Paul. let him drive, but they
0: only do. I what? think it's like, I think it's like 70 miles an hour around the track. Yeah. They let him drive.
1: Huh? <laughs> they're not driving at 150
0: up. plus. They're oh, they're doing like no 70 fun. miles an hour. It's it's the pace car. It's like they they bring the they God. bring the field out onto the racetrack.
1: And I just want to see Seamus get out of the car and his hair is all sticking backwards instead of straight up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and finally, we mentioned this earlier. Matt Hardy is he's gonna be back on Raw. We thought this last week was his his write-off because they gave him a concerto. But apparently concertos aren't what they once were, and Matt, well, he's taken them before, right? He's immune to them now. He's taken so many from Edge.
0: Yeah. That like, <laughs> right? Yes.
1: That's probably why he'll be fine. He's going to wrestle a match uh, with Randy Orton this Monday because apparently the segment last week, which he hasn't, I mean, he hasn't signed another contract, but it went so well last week that they were like, we got to do this. We got to do some more with this. So he's going to have a match with Randy Orton.
0: All to set up Edge coming back out and beating down Randy Orton. Do
1: you know what kind of match it's going to be, Nick?
0: No. A concerto match?
1: No holds barred! No holds barred, Hogan. You won't know. You don't even know. You won't won't know where he's going to be. That's right. No holds barred. Matt Hardy and Randy Orton this Monday on Raw and Nick. Nick. That is the news.
0: Well, thank you very much, Sirian and Dangerous. And thank you guys for hanging out with us on this episode of Busted Wide Open. We've had a blast. Again, thank you to everybody in the chat for throwing $100 in the tip jar. Shout out to Will James, Abraham, JB, Patrick Kennedy, all of you. Oh, my thank God. Thank you guys very much for all your contributions. Animals. Oh, you Look. guys were awesome today. Uh, but stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. We're going to fire a new stream right up after this. To do our patron mailbag episode number nineteen, we've been doing this for Mm. nineteen weeks now. Holy smokes! Oh man, but they're always so good. So many questions we have to go over today. I think there's like sixteen questions in there. It's gonna be a big show today, guys. (laughs) Uh, You're gonna want to hang around because we're gonna have some fun over in the patron mailbag. But if you don't tune in there, uh, we're gonna be live on YouTube at youtube.com/slash busted wide open. If For some reason, you only listen to us on audio. You're missing out on all the fun over on YouTube as we do these live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like the videos that you check out, and jingle that little notification bell so that you get alerted every time we go live or put up some new content. Uh, You can also follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Find us on Facebook in the Busted Wide Open discussion group and like our page over there. As well as uh, you can go to BWOPodcast.com and find links to all of this stuff and more. And your podcast uh, link of choice, whatever app you choose to listen to us on. Finally, thank you to all of our patrons for all of your contributions. Oh, every single month, we do this episode for you Every that we're getting ready to do f- just for you guys. Thank you for all of your contributions. We did make it up to the number of 45 patrons. We are merely five patrons away from me having to do a dubstep remix, Nia Jax ringtone of her coughing oh, that we has been going for like a year <laughs> now like- that uh, <laughs> I, that is creeping Athletic. back up on me. Uh, my foot's going to get inserted into my mouth again, uh, unfortunately, because I think we're going to hit it. So we're, I am going to have to honor that and live up to it, even though it's over a year old at this point. Yeah. Uh, if we hit 50 patrons, I will. I got to remind myself how
1: to make dubstep and then find a sample. It's going to be fun. Okay, it's going to be fun. It's a, a fun it, little project.
0: Sample a lot of Skrillex. You know, that's, that's really what it comes down to. <coughs> Transformer music, right? Anyway. What was that? I <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Yes, yeah, so everyone, please keep in mind this coming Tuesday. Unfortunately, we will not be live just this Tuesday. Nick's got to go get his broken wing fixed, or his busted wing fixed. Busted wide open wing. Wayne what? Clipper! Uh, <laughs> Wayne Clipper! You got to go get that fixed. And uh, so we will not be live, but we will have a show coming out sometime next week uh, with myself and the return of the lovely JB to the podcast. Uh, that will be coming out to recap TakeOver and Raw. So keep an eye out for that on your podcast app of choice we will be back hopefully unless something really unless you have a really rough time of it nick we will be yeah. back next sunday live at uh, uh, Sat- twelve. Pacific. saturday
0: you mean
1: what I no, saturday. saturday saturday Ta- oh, takeovers
0: on sunday and we're on saturdays what am i Burp. who am i
1: uh saturday at 12 pacific three eastern we will be live again yes. next week barring some unforeseen circumstances but go to the facebook facebook discussion group we will be announcing all that stuff Over there.
0: Yes. Well, guys, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with a new stream for the Patron Mailbag. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude,
1: and I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God, somebody stop the damn man!